Hey everybody, welcome to the Chronicles of Critics podcast for our special episode, wrapping up Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, we call this special episode the Mando Fan Bros, where we get all of the fan bros around. Woo! Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> Just peak the audio like 30 seconds Woo! in. <laughs> so it's, uh, I'm Caleb, I'm your host, joined by my co-host Connor, as usual. But hey we have some special guest hosts tonight. Yeah. Eric is back again. I am back. After joining us for the midpoint review, yeah, um, I'm excited you're here again. I'm excited to talk ratings and stuff. All things Mando, yeah. yes, and very special guest host for the first time joining us, Frank. Hello, yep, just your typical good old Star Wars fan. I'm just a fan, bro, man. Yep, can you're just a good old can, boy, huh? Can talk about it till <laughs> the sun comes up. Yeah, that's that's what we like to hear. And Frank, you're a friend of Connor's, not from work, but sort of from work. Like you're dating someone from Connor's work. Yes. Okay. Oh, so okay. one degree of separation. Gotcha. Pretty much. Well, thanks for joining us tonight, man. Um, we're going to be having a roundtable discussion on each of the episodes from Mando season three. We're going to give our scores, and we're going to also include scores from people who have just sent in their scores via Instagram uh, to get a definitive average of each episode on a scale of one to ten how good was it and um and we're doing halves right we will we will accept half scores okay. like 5.5 7.5 that kind of stuff okay so with that let's hop right in and talk about the first episode which is chapter 17 the apostate directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Okay, you got the directors in there. Awesome. Yeah, Big Rick. Yeah. Um, he's wow. like the the main director this season, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, he's been the majority of the episodes, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And the bigger ones, too. Like the first one, the last one, the penultimate one. I thought Favreau was the last one. No, um, it was Rick. He was. Oh. Well, Favreau's yeah. the writer. He oh, okay. writes all gotcha. of them. And I'm sure gotcha, he gotcha. has some hand in the directing, but he usually gives the control yeah. to the <laughs> This director. is his baby. He's not like uh, he's not gonna be fully hands off on that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I, I started Marvel, I'm saving Star Wars, like <laughs> <laughs> I've gotta do everything yeah. I can. He's the golden yeah, boy. Literally. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Connor, why don't you start us off? Give us your score one out of ten for chapter seventeen. Episode one, and how do you guys want to frame this? Do you want to do chapter seventeen, or do you want to talk about episode one? Episode two? one. That's less confusing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't know what I chapter li- seventeen is. Exactly. Let's be honest. I like I, I like the cha- <laughs> like, I like the chapter formats, like in the episode. Yeah. But like leading up to it, I'm like, what? 17, 18, 19. I like, like, how long chapter 20? I don't know what that is. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. I can tell you where we last left off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I missed right. the prologue. <laughs> then episode one, score out of 10, and why? Why so, do you give me that score? Let me tell you a little bit about me leading into episode one. Okay? Obviously, huge Dave Filoni fan, huge Mandalorian fan. Um, a lot of... A lot of lead up into Mandalorian season three, uh, watching the trailers and everything, seeing how much Mandalorian like things are going to be in this episode. Overall, I Mandalorian was so pumped! Oh, yeah. Like the watching, trailers were so good, mm-hmm. dude. The the trailers were so good and just really set the bar very high. And episode one, I was 
actually really disappointed. Mm. So number mm. one, I felt like episode one was pretty cheesy. Um, mm. I just really didn't enjoy like the like all the weird things that they added into it. I didn't love like them going back to Navarro at least this time. The in mm. the later episodes, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I felt like it was a lot more tasteful, like or like woven into the story. I felt like in episode one, it was very forced. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like IG eleven, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, yeah. um, bringing him back into it. Like I liked the statue idea, but then once they were like, oh, we're gonna they resurrect him, to I was like, oh man. And I felt a little bit of the strain of the difference between season two and season three of them integrating uh, Mandalorian into the Book of Boba Fett and how much story they told in the Book of Boba Fett between season two and three Mm. was felt in episode one of the Mandalorian. And so it felt kind of like we were just falling into the episode, falling back into the story. And if you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett Mm -hmm. in between season two, then you were completely lost. Yeah. And so I actually gave this one a five out of 10. Dang. Okay. And on your personal scale, what does five mean? Is that a fail? Is that an okay? Like that's an okay. I still enjoyed it. There were some great scenes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the scene that you know, there was a scene in there where that's the start of the pirates. Yes. Where you, you saw the intro of the yeah. pirates and Mandalorian just came out and was like, bah, 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 and like gunned him down. And that was incredible. He also had the um, flight scenes, too. So yeah, he the, had the encounter with the actual pirate ship in space, in space yeah. which was awesome. Through the, oh, really? Through okay, the I forgot about stuff. that. Yeah. You're right. That was that episode. Jukes them and yeah. then yeah. jumps to hyperspace. See, that was pretty <laughs> sweet. So that one was good. It the gun down. Yeah. yeah. The cheesy IG-11 coming back to life oh, yeah. wasn't great to me. And again, but I did love them bringing back the the Anzellans, the Babu Freak, yes. Babu Freak yeah. aliens. Those were so cool. Man. They were I so love great. those guys. They're great. With like Baby Yoda <laughs> going and attacking them, and yeah. like no hug me, no. don't squeeze <laughs> no. me, bad don't baby. squeeze me, baby, no, bad baby, yeah, bad baby, <laughs> bad baby. <laughs> like that was oh. so good, but. I just like wasn't the intro I wanted. Yeah, like I wanted a different one. And even though I love, like overall as a whole, the episode like evened out for me. It just as far as my expectations and mm. what I I wanted from an intro, like first episode in. Yeah, like I think back to the first episodes mm-hmm. of the last seasons, and they were like just crazy like the sandworm from mm. season two. Oh my god the crate dragon. dragon that, that was, was the oh, best yeah, yeah. episode to yeah. date in my mind that was, yeah. a good that, was one. that was my favorite episode and well, then, yeah, that's they, the only one i've given a 10. yeah that, that that episode when it like yeah that's completely the screen widens yeah. oh yeah so cinematic yeah, yeah. it was awesome all and right then, so five so five is that your I, that's not your lowest score, though, right? That is my lowest score. Really? Uh, overall, overall, the whole season—that's your lowest season. score. Wow! Wow, five. I was well, very I mean, curious about uh, that. Honestly, according to your score, like five being okay—that's kind of like the Chronicles of Critic way to I feel, like say I, five is yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel better yeah. then because I was like, man, I'm gonna skew 
this great <laughs> because i thought like five okay i was like episode one's definitely not the worst episode and i was like okay he's not a five means there's gonna be like a three in here somewhere. oh yeah and i was like man well no for just me, wait till you get to andy's score which <laughs> by the way for for those does he have a little blurb about why for each one or are we just going raw like we're just, we're just going, going raw, raw in there man well like, so just, just, uh for those who listen and are like where's andy he uh, does not care. He is not a Mando fan, bro. Yeah. Okay, he does. He's not a fan. He's a of- Cal Kestis fan, bro. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's like, I don't care about season three Mando. His scores will show you. Yeah. Um, but he, um, tonight was the first day of Jedi Survivor coming out, mm-hmm. so he's playing that tonight. <laughs> That's yep. what he's using yeah. his time to do. So, so which, by the way, guys, we didn't mention it, but this is the fortieth. Year anniversary of Return of the Jedi. No way. Really? Today? Today. That's no crazy. Way. And they're releasing it in the theaters. Oh, I mean, we we totally planned. Yeah. yeah. Of you know. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. But That's I was crazy. like, I really wanted to go to the theaters, and then we planned it on this day, and I was like, okay, well, are they playing it in theaters? Yeah, they they re released it in the theaters. Wow. Well, you know what? Return of the Jedi is like one of my least favorite ones. So. Wow. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> you know this? We already had a whole episode oh, on this. Oh my. <laughs> Anyway, getting back to Mando, um, I'm with you, Connor, in that I would classify episode one as kind of a letdown. Yeah. Just like, yeah, all the hype, the awesome trailer, the first two seasons being amazing, Mandalorian be my f- being my favorite Star Wars mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very looking, much looking forward to it, but I was kind of let down, partly because of the cheese, like you said. Um, but I also felt like just opening with the Mandalorians fighting the giant croc thing and just like yeah. totally getting owned. I was like, what? What is this so lame? It's true. What's that going was on? A, that was and then, little... yeah, reviving IG-11 seemed really weird to me. Mm-hmm. And like the perfect example of cheese is when Din Djarin is like, oh, that's a way to use your head. Like when oh, the yeah. statue falls on the, IG-11. The statue I was like, head. oh my goodness. That... The bus. That is so unfitting to that character. Like he would not make a dumb pun like that. I don't He's know. a dad now. <laughs> He's a dad. He was down a dad joke. <laughs> make some dad jokes. <laughs> He's a dad. Oh, that's great. Well, in that case, if we're going just merely on dad jokes, that was a ten out of ten dad. Yes, joke. absolutely. <laughs> you are right on that one. That that con- that joke really pulled me out of it. I was like, oh no, uh, oh no. Hopefully, this is not what's to come. But uh, and then the pirate battle, I thought was actually kind of a saving grace mm-hmm. for the episode because mm. man I don't know what it was about the space battles air battleships top tier so season. good every single one mm-hmm. throughout the entire season yeah. was so good so I would have given it a 5 if not for the awesome space battle mm-hmm. at the end so I give it a 6 I feel like we got a lot of um good setup in this mm-hmm. episode like okay we see the mandalorian covert what they're doing yeah. we we see that he wants IG-11 back, which comes to fruition. We see the pirate space battle, which comes in later. We see yeah. Bo-Katan's castle, which is, you know, mm-hmm. obviously Bo-Katan was a huge part of the season. So I feel like there's a lot of good setup. Yeah. So I'll give this one a six. See, I felt like the Bo-Katan castle was kind of like forced on us. Like, I didn't love how they integrated st- You still feel that in retrospect? Like, knowing how important she is to the story? I do. I okay. wish they would have just kind of like integrated her better mm-hmm. in the second episode or like even in the first episode, like having mm-hmm. there more than just like he shows up. Oh, my crew left me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just complaining, sitting on a throne. And I saw like a meme. <laughs> I saw like a meme or like mm-hmm. a TikTok or something. It was like 
of like Bo-Katan like talking to her mom on the phone and mm-hmm. it was like oh no Mando's coming and she like runs over to her thrones yeah. and she's like oh I've been sitting here for hours yeah <laughs> like, like yeah 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 that so feels good. yeah Jeff. that feels real natural yeah alright Frank what do you say about episode one um kind of like an awkward score in this one because I know Connor and I talked about this I think a, a while back like at a Christmas party that I was going into the season blind um I made it a point not mm-hmm. to watch any trailers um you know, to, to kind of just, I, I mean, I didn't want no lead or anything to kind of even, you know, give me an idea of what's to come. Cause yeah. I like to go in blind. Um, with that being said, I would give, um, first episode of this season, probably about a seven. Ooh. Um, okay. Best one so far. So with that, I mean, kind of on some of your guys' points prior, there were a lot of like, you know, just minor sub story storytelling like we had little bits and pieces much like you said connor um as to who's doing what Mm. you know in the beginning you know and i think because they did that kind of structure in the season premiere um i think that made um the storytelling that much easier further Mm. down the line so um but much like you guys the ig11 portion like um, in retrospect, like that part, you know, we know why they did it, but mm-hmm. but to include that in the premiere with everything else going on, it was kind of like you guys said, like it's just weird. It wasn't fitting. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. I mean, you, they did set up a lot, and it'd be hard in retrospect, mm-hmm. like you said, it'd be uh, hard yeah. to do what they did without yeah and this is this is like why i try not to judge episodes until the whole season's out yeah and like at at least in this show and a lot of shows like you can't judge an episode until the series is done like because sometimes like you're like wow that was the most important episode of the whole series and i hated it when it came out (laughs) like that that (laughs) stuff can happen but yeah i think in retrospect like i don't i don't even remember like the the ig 11 stuff too much and i was just like eh okay whatever i was it, it, it like i like i said i've been i've been saying before that like i i keep the stuff i like in my head and then i forget about the stuff i don't like right right, right so yeah, i'm like yeah. when you guys are bringing that up i was like oh yeah that did happen <laughs> i'm like i just remember bokatan showing up like that kind of stuff so yeah that's definitely i'm uh i i definitely felt like there's there was some mixed things in the beginning but yeah. it was it laid a good groundwork that all made sense later. It it is true. It did all make sense, but like part of it for me was I loved IG Eleven in season one. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was the best, dude. His character Taika Waititi yeah. was so good. <laughs> oh. Yeah, was so good. And then I feel like they ended it really well. Like him, like sacrificing himself mm-hmm. for the group. Yeah. And then like them to kind of bring it back felt like a little bit of a cheap shot, but for sure. But, yeah. you know, maybe, like, because Mandalorian Season 4 is already confirmed. Mm-hmm. All right. I'd love to see him It's already back. written. Is it written already? Yeah. John Favreau's written it. Wow. Right. They're probably going to start filming, like, fall. Really? That yeah. man is a machine. Okay. Yeah. He's a machine. I don't know how. <laughs> I would like him to stop doing this so he can do the Chef show again on Netflix. It's, like, one of my favorite things on Netflix. There's a show of Chef? Yeah. Chef, the Chef show. It's, like, where he goes with complete side note but like he goes with uh actors and stuff and they just cook 
Like oh, together. dang. I, it's incredible. Really? This is it's going so, top of my list to watch. It is watch. so good. Me and my wife have rewatched that series. There's like three seasons. Because there's a chef movie. I just Which watched a chef Favreau. movie. Like One three of my favorite ago. movies. That it's movie a good is movie. so good. And then there's The Bear. The Bear is incredible. Which I really want to watch. It's so good. Okay. What's that on? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. The Bear? Is it a show or movie? It's a show. A show. It's extremely stressful. John Favreau in it or no, wrote it? It's just another Neither. chef. Just, it's, just it's, another chef. Oh, John. Yeah. <laughs> it just popped in my brain. He's just when you talked about chef shows, I was like, hey, yeah. this is a chef show that I've heard is really good and I want to watch it's very it. Good. So, But The Chef Show on Netflix is very, very good. Okay, cool, cool. It'll give you a better appreciation for the um, for the chef movie. Um, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super good. He gives him, in the first season at least, he gives a lot of insight. Because he does it with the guy that helped him with the cooking bits, on uh, oh, he, on, Roy, on Chef. yeah, Roy Choi, he's oh, really? uh, the guy that helps him out. Which yeah, very very good. Which show. leads into Eric. Oh yeah, so I uh, like I was saying that I uh, so with mine I did each episode I gave it a title that I wanted that I felt like described the episode so I didn't let's like, hear it. So. Uh, for episode one, my title is "Where's Hondo?" Um, because the second pirates started showing up, I was like, "Oh, Hondo!" You're like, Hondo's, Hondo's, Hondo's gonna see. show up. I was like, "Hondo's gonna show up, right?" Yeah. <laughs> and then he never showed up, and I was so disappointed. But luckily, like they're bad guys, like bad pirates. So I was like, "Okay." But I was just waiting for Hondo to show up the whole time. So that's why. But I, I did really like this episode. I thought uh, overall, just get the score out of the way. I gave a seven point five because I am of the Ooh. I am of the teaching background so anything below like a seven is pretty bad to me so mm. i'm not saying it's amazing this is like <laughs> middle of the road for me so i just went like i i do have higher scores on here because that's just how i score things yeah and it's for the season because for me i'm like i'm rating these in a tier list basically this isn't if i did the whole show it would be different like i would probably give this like a 4.5 if i rated it out of the whole series you're like rating it against the other episodes yes but, but you're just rating it on its own merit. On its own merit. It's and like it, if you turned in this episode yeah, for a report exactly. card. Exactly. Like, this and is the grade you get. That's a very interesting way to score <laughs> things. It's I like for, that approach. And it's just for this season, too. So, like, if if this was all three seasons, I'd probably be like, yeah, this is like a four. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's watchable. But, like, yeah, I liked it. Uh, like I said, I forgot about the IG-11 stuff. Um, I just remembered... Bo-Katan showing up whenever Bo-Katan shows up that's great I remember the hype I felt when the pirate showed up I was like Hondo and then it didn't happen and then literally like the most crazy looking space pirate I've ever seen in my life showed up and I was like no <laughs> that's really way. the most crazy space pirate one of my like favorite tweets I saw about the show was like I love when Star Wars is whatever this is and it was just a screenshot of that space pirate captain <laughs> and I was like yes I love when Star Wars is just absolutely absurd yes. like that I was like I don't know what kind of creature that is the dog people started showing back up I was like this is great <laughs> yeah, I love all this stuff and then of course Mando like just quick drawing and then grief cargo showing that he's not just a diplomat he's still like a badass like that was great that yeah, was like very awesome fair. right because like, grief cargo is super cool um and then yeah just yeah. The, the space stuff incredible yeah. like every time they put mando in a starfighter i was like let's go like this is gonna be great because he is I I, I I jokingly said at the in the last episode that like stay 
in your fighter. Like, right, you did say he that. He did make me, make me eat my words later in the season. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I was but thinking we'll, about We'll your, talk your about episode yeah. eight. By Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for sure, most of the time, he gets his butt kicked. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you put him in a space, and uh, a starfighter, bodies everybody. Loved it. So, yeah, this was a 7.5 for me. The title is Where's Hondo? Which because, I will say that in every other, like, Dave Filoni produced mm-hmm. Um, show anytime it's a space pirate, Hondo shows up. Exactly. So like yes. Clone Wars, any any mm-hmm. space pirates, Hondo showing up. Yeah. Rebels. Hondo is Hondo. in Disneyland. Like yeah, you're right. I know <laughs> the Millennium. Like, He's literally there. He's in Smuggler's Run. Like. I love Hondo. He's hilarious. And the fact that he's voiced by the guy who does Winnie the Pooh makes it so much funnier. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Jim, it's Jim Cummings is the voice actor. Really? It's so funny. But yeah. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Which, by the way... Also, Optimus Prime is Eeyore. So that, like... No yeah. way. Oh, really? Yeah. The same That's way. insane. They're still still doing voice acting. Oh, yeah. After Which, uh, by the way, the first time I went through Smuggler's Run mm-hmm. in Disneyland, mm-hmm. I, like, freaked out. When Hondo showed yeah. up, I was like, "Oh God, no!" It's Hondo. It's Hondo. Yeah. And I was like, "Babe, babe, babe!" Because we'll get my back. wife. Yeah, we'll we'll get to my freak out moment later. Yeah. Like, oh my god! But I'm like, I'm like with my wife. I'm like, you don't know who that is, but yeah. you should know you who that know is. Who he is. <laughs> Listen to his voice. He's ridiculous. <laughs> well, I'll uh, report. Andy's score is like you, Connor. A five. Mm. We also had a couple listener scores. Uh, Jakey Laux says five ethan powell says seven um so our average score for episode one is six solid six that's pretty i'll good. take it yeah yeah that seems fair yeah all right i will kick us off with first score for episode two which is the minds of mandalore this is the episode where oh man dinjar a lot happens he goes Huge. to tatooine no, gets r5 takes him to Mandalore to test the surface, mm-hmm. finds out it's good, goes explores, you know, and then gets captured by the giant spider creature thing. Uh, Bo rescues co- him. Cockroach Grievous. Cockroach Grievous. Yeah, no. So I want to talk about like there's some theories about that guy too because there's a lot of things going around about that guy. Okay. I, I haven't heard anything. I'm curious. Wait, really? No. Oh man. Okay. Can't well, wait right. for your turn. You're last. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Hold on to it. Um, but, and then, guys, of course, at the end of it, the Mythosaur reveal. That, yeah, that was insane. Dude. And for that reason, I just remember the, the feeling I got when watching episode two. Mm-hmm. It gave me hope for the season. I was like, eh, kind of let down by episode one. But episode two, I'm like, oh, we got some really good action. Like, Bo Katan is just like such a BA, oh wielding that lightsaber, destroying everyone in her path, saving Din Djarin. They go on a little datey date and yeah. through the minds of Mandalore. My, wife, my wife was literally like, after she used the dark saber, she's like, she's like, she should keep it. Like, she, she should keep it. <laughs> <laughs> and she totally could have right at that yeah, point, yeah. you know, like she oh, won yeah, it we'll, essentially. We'll get to that, yeah. But um, and then ending with the myth sword, I remember just oh. feeling so elated yeah. at the end. So. Because of the way I received the episode while watching it, I give this a nine. Wow. This one was a high. Is this up your episode. highest score? No. No. There's one other episode that is higher. Okay. But this was the second highest overall. Wow. What did you think, Frank? Um Overall, um, I would say my rating for this episode would probably be seven and a half. 
Um, You know, overall, decent storytelling, but much to your point, like that that little bit at the end when uh, he gets pulled under, Mm. you know, you think... You finally get to see his redemption, you know, bathing in the waters, yeah. right? I know, it's been building up. It's to kind this of a culminating sense. event. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, you think, cool, like I wonder where, you know, what exactly is gonna happen next. Yeah. And then you're thrown thrown a thrown a hook and he gets pulled <laughs> under. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you hit that those outro credits and you're like, What the hell? Yeah. Like <laughs> I know. what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Now so, we gotta wait a whole nother week and you know, here we are. So I'm not gonna lie, I fell asleep the last five minutes of that oh, episode. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and like it ended, and I woke up, and my wife was like, "What? What just happened? Like, and what, you're like, what I have was no that? Idea. I don't know. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, Oh, you gotta turn it. You gotta rewind it. Rewind. Like, so I turned yeah. it back, and oh, I saw the mythosaur, and it was incredible. But I gotta say, how pissed were you that? In episode four or five, when the armorer said, "Oh, Bo-Katan, you can mm-hmm. just take out your helmet. You can just take off your helmet whenever you want." And here is like Dinjar going. <laughs> I did all that work. All of this <laughs> for what? Like there's Frank, tell re- me your thoughts, Frank. There, there's a, there's so, a reason. Yeah, regarding that, I mean, you know, she essentially, um, you know, as as uh, I guess a sign of good faith to you know focus on her goal which was unifying all the different mm-hmm. sects of Mandalore yeah. you know she took their creed but then obviously the armor knowing that her you know bit of culture is different in Mandalore lore yeah. was like you know who why you know mm-hmm. we can still be our own individual groups but still be unified under Mandalore so yeah. you be you we'll be us but yeah. we're for Mandalore it's very like true right. to like a situation like that like think about like Mandalore as like an ancient civilization of yeah. like Earth, right? It's like in 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 a culture like that, it's like yeah. She's I think the armor says you walk both paths, and that's yes. literally what Star Wars is. It's the balance of the Force. They were literally like, here's your Anakin as a Mandalorian, oh, like okay. yeah. like literally like Ooh, she walks dang. she walks both paths. She I has think to we do just that. got schooled, guys. Like you, I think I did. I like we you, just got schooled on Star Wars lore here. She's she's <laughs> a she's a like princess. She has lost so much and like wants nothing back and then we get the reveal of like how she lost the dark saber in the beginning and like all that stuff like later in the season and it, like yeah this was like i know a lot of people are like upset that it was a very bo-katan heavy ep- like season but yeah. i'm like she carried this show though like it's not like she was a side character like boba fett that would have sucked right yeah it's like she ate up scenery and like bodied every scene she was in yeah. like it's not like I mean, this is a bad character it's like is the mandalorian talking about her now like this title of the show is she the mandalorian it's starting to feel like it's it. true which <laughs> I, did, I did see some like articles and stuff that was like oh pedro pascal is no longer the mandalorian and it was literally like oh because bo katan <laughs> is the mandalorian now bitch <laughs> i think that's kind of something they did with their storytelling throughout essentially all the seasons mm-hmm. to where you would see he would be a main focus you know a primary aspect you know, for a handful of episodes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have other character focuses, but then we reel back around to where they kind of, you know, they they do have the flexibility with the storytelling to, to focus on other characters. And in doing so, you end up with a season like this, you know, essentially yeah. telling the story of Bo-Katan. Yeah. It's, it's really true. Do we have any Mad Max fans? 
Oh, oh 100%. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what Mando is. Like, he just walks into other people's stories for the most part. Like, the first season was, like, him just walking into a different Western each episode. Yeah. And, like, he was not the main character. Like, he walked into that, what's what's his face? What's the sheriff? Like, that episode was him. Like, oh, Cobb Vanth? Yeah. Tim- Timothy Oliphant? Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> and then, like, with the, the, like, the Tusken Raiders stuff with uh, Boba Fett. Like, he was just walking into that stuff, too. So, Mando is... He's the main character, but he's the main character that we just follow. That's right. right. He's like... He's a drifter. He's That's what he is. the side character in everybody else's stories, mm-hmm. but you follow his perspective yep. every time. And let's be honest. This is Grogu's show. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> when it all comes down to it, it's Grogu's show. This is my show. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's Mad Max. Like, Mad Max Fury Road is not a story about Max. It is a story <laughs> about the wives of... Uh, Morton Joe and like all of that. That's their journey. Mm. Max just happened to be there. It's it's Furiosa's story, and Max is like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm here." Like yeah. that's it. So that's up. what Mando is in this instance to Bo-Katan. Oh. He just kind of shows up. My bad. I just hit the mic. He just shows up <laughs> and like helps and stuff. And then at the end, it's like, okay, Bo's doing her thing. Mm. He's gonna drift in occasionally, but like I think next season is the one where we're going to be back to season one where it's like Mando is Mando the focus. Show. I yeah. like that illustration. That's a good connect. Like the movie connect mm-hmm. of, oh, remember Mad Max? It's kind of yeah. like that. One of the best movies. There's a precedent Incredible for movie. this type of storytelling. Yeah. Fury Road or? Uh, Fury, Fury yeah, yeah, yeah. Road. Absolutely. Dude, I saw a clip of Fury Road on Instagram the other day. I was like, oh, we need to watch this. So have you done it on the show? No, we oh have to. I think God. Jakey Lauks are like number one guy <laughs> another one listener is like love, you gotta do fury road i would love it's to be so part good of that. okay let's do I it i love mad Max maybe we'll fury see road. if jakey joins us too yeah do you guys watch <laughs> movies together when you do that stuff or you sometimes guys? okay sometimes. that is a movie to watch with people uh, we did in the like, beginning but definitely cool. has yeah we has. watched I, I think it was the very first one ever avatar mm-hmm. we watched all together have we uh, watched any other one yeah, trains yeah, plays yeah. and automobiles great movie yes love that movie. Die Hard. do we watch Die Hard together? yeah i fell asleep yeah Die like, Hard. Like 15 minutes in Die the movie. Die Hard has got to be one of my asleep? top five. Is that, is that your thing? That's your gimmick? That's my I gimmick. Guess so. <laughs> I didn't realize it's about you, but I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I fall asleep in movies, man. Yeah. That's, my, thing. that's my thing. That's what I do. I haven't fallen asleep yeah. in a movie since like 2003. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, it's beautiful. I wish I could do that. That's the best I kind of sleep. I fell asleep during King Kong. Fall asleep to a movie. During King Kong. In the theaters. The well, Jack, that's like a three-hour movie. Jack Black. I don't blame you for that one. I love that movie. Oh, so good. We'll do that one, too. Well, if you do a kaiju series, I will be so mad if I'm not on every single <laughs> every episode. Single we'll do one. Pacific Rim. Oh we'll my do God, not the every second King one. Kong. Yeah, not the <laughs> not the second Pacific Rim. That one's terrible. But that first movie, I could talk about Godzilla that versus King Godzilla. Kong. Yes, yeah, versus. Are we doing like the old one from 1916 yeah, or whatever? The very old ones. Yeah. Like yeah. God, Godzilla versus Mothra. Oh, Godzilla versus Mecha, Mecha, Mecha Godzilla. Godzilla. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking Caleb's about. Caleb's seen my Zoom background. I have a giant. Godzilla poster with Mothra, Ghidorah, and Godzilla on it. Isn't that so funny? We live in a world where we curate our Zoom backgrounds now, right? Like, what is in your background says a lot about you. (laughs) Wait, what was your score? Oh, my score? I didn't even talk to him. It wasn't even my turn. Frank's still going. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Frank. We're getting derailed here. (laughs) We're only on number two. This is going to be a long night. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Frank, any other thoughts on episode two? 
Nope. Oh, I think uh, <laughs> you guys about wrapped it up. <laughs> this is why I did wait, the titles, wait. by the way. Wait, here, hold on, oh, Frank. Yeah, what, what? How did you feel when you saw the mythosaur at the end of yeah, episode what was, two? Yeah, what was the reaction? I don't know. With that, um, I was interested to see how they were going to incorporate it further in the story. Yeah. I mean, you know mythical oh. creature yeah who's gonna ride this by the end of the season right. Dude, like, that's what i was thinking about like, yes. who's gonna ride this beast and, and nothing and no one uh, yeah. So, yeah question about that if they continue bo Katan's story would you want it as like a disney plus original movie or they a, are making a movie like they're a, making a mandalorian movie okay. not, not like a bo not a bo movie or would you want like a limited series bo limited series yeah i think so too but Think about the budget they would be able to do if they did like a two and a half hour movie. I but think I like Bo-Katan within Mandalorian. I don't know if I'd want a Bo-Katan focused thing. She's, I think I she's think awesome. There are so many other characters from the Clone Wars and Rebels that they could bring in that would make more sense to not like shove into Mandalorian. That I think Bo-Katan having her own limited one season yeah. thing would make a lot of sense, and we could do flashbacks. Flashbacks with her and Satine, like Satine, her sister and stuff, on original like Mandalore and stuff would be super hype. It's true. I would love to see a live action Satine. Well, yeah. I don't know, guys. The season Man. three of Mando didn't go as well as one and two, so I don't know if we'll get any spinoffs of season three. Yeah, Bo-Katan is Just one of the longest wise. running characters in Star Wars now, so she she might. Um, Okay, I'm going to be quick because this is why I prepared titles and no paragraphs about the stuff because I figured I was just going to talk. Um, episode two, I have the title of The Empire Lied. Who would have guessed? Um, because the <laughs> Mandalore is completely livable. Like, who would have guessed? Oh, just, yeah, you're right. Why do we believe them in the first place? Yeah, who would have guessed that? The, the Empire lied for their own benefit. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought the, I thought the, the inclusion of... Uh, Peli coming back every time Peli shows up the on Tatooine love it I don't know if you guys caught it but she has like her own like sketchy uh, ring with the uh, the Jawas, Jawas. that uh-huh. she tells them to go steal stuff that oh, then she yeah. sells back to the people yeah it's so well, funny they were stealing it off of a wrecked speeder yeah. like is that the same thing I yeah don't know. but then she sells no, it no, back no. to the people it was only wrecked because they stole yeah. things off of it yeah no 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 that's do you guys real. remember when they open the episode you see the street racing and mm-hmm. one guy wrecks it's yeah. that guy's ship that yeah. they are no. fixing yes no but yes. she literally tells them to go steal more stuff off of other people's stuff. Oh, sure, stuff. sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's shady. It's but a, I'm just it's saying, like, they ring. set that up with showing you the wreck yeah. in the beginning. <clears throat> but, yeah, I loved... Uh, I love... Anytime she shows up, I love uh, Grogu's reaction. Like, he gets all super cute, and yeah. he did his little flip it's out It's like of the, she's his yeah. favorite babysitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then R5 having a, a, a use is always fun. Um, Which R5, from the original episode four... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I didn't catch until I watched a YouTube oh, really? video about it. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. Dude, oh, and, well, it, and this isn't the first appearance. R5 yeah. has been in the show since season one. Yeah. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been with Pelly the whole time. Yeah. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the beginning, it was no like, way. oh, sick Easter egg, it's R5. But now, now he's, he's like, like an actual character. He's literally the astromech for Mando. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. He's like been promoted to R2 level yeah. for Just Mando. Call that way <laughs> over my head cuz yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked the episode. I thought seeing like the mind of uh, the minds of Man- Mandalore were crazy and then like the mythosaur showing up was like, yeah, it was just chills. Like there's not much else to say about that. But I gave this one a uh, 8. 
is my score on that one, an eight. Ooh, so not highest one. I hold the highest score for this one so far. This is not my But you had the highest score for the first episode. Yes. Yeah, this was definitely, like, loved it. Like, anytime Bo-Katan is being cool, anytime the Darksaber shows up, um, yeah, those are major point boosters. Yeah, yeah. super cool. Um, you, I loved, I loved the chase scene with Grogu too. Getting out of there to go get to Bo-Katan was so funny. In <laughs> his, his little pram, just like, zipping through, yeah, so, like eggshell. Yeah. Yeah. Look at their lips, His man. little ears going too. So funny. I love it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that was great. All right, Theory Man, it's your turn. All right. Theory, man. Yeah, I'm so curious about these I, theories. I forgot what you... Oh, you were talking about the spider beast. Oh, the spider beast. It's, it's, it's Cockroach Grievous. Cockroach Guys, Grievous. Episode one, I was like really worried about this whole season. Episode two, just like really just locked it in. And I knew I was going to love everything that was happening. Because, mm. you know, me, of course, I'm a huge Dave Filoni guy. All right. Me and you both. I love Clone Wars. I love Rebels. Like... Oh man, Clone Wars! I still just like shiver when I think of like some of the things that have happened in that that final season, <laughs> dude. In that final season was incredible. Mm-hmm. Was Made all of the terrible uh, Jar Jar Binks stuff worth it. I know, right? Like had to wade through that. To which, get- by the way, I'm sorry, but. I even liked some of the Jar Jar Binks stuff. Like, the, there's You're an more episode, of a baloney guy than me. <laughs> there, there is an episode where Jar Jar Binks is like, he's like a pretend Jedi, where mm-hmm. like some of the, the bad guys think he's a Jedi just because he's... I he's, just watched that just one! Just because he's so hilarious! Funny. It's yeah. so funny! I know! <laughs> like, I was dying through that episode. Oh, man. But, uh... <laughs> but this episode just like really solidified it. And number one... Um, like everything that happens, like him going and exploring Mandalore again. R five shows up, and I actually realize that it's the R five from from A New Hope. The R five, which apparently I was reading something, which I didn't go back and watch it enough to like pay attention. But you know, in R five and A New Hope, mm-hmm. his like his motivator, his motivator breaks blows. because of R two. Yeah, R two told him, "Hey, dude, I want this job." I thought yeah, he, no, well, I thought he actually messed with him. Well, there is a book called From a Different Point of View or something That's like right. that. That's right, yeah. And in that narrative, R2 like That's canon. asks. Yeah, it's yeah. canon. Um, if you know about it, which yeah. no one does. But, I do. But R2 <laughs> like asks R5 to like basically take a knee. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, just like yeah. blow your motivator so I can be on this gig. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I thought he sabotaged it, but I might be remembering it wrong. Kinda, uh, there's R2. a lot of stuff between the extended universe mm. and the yeah. canon universe. Well, yeah. No, I think because R5, like, it was essentially sacrificing himself. Mm. Like, he was like, all right, I'll do this for you, man. <laughs> like, well, I, I thought he was dead, but I yeah. guess not. Apparently yeah, they're not. droids. Like, <laughs> just for fair. To, yeah. I mean, even IG-11, <laughs> who, like, literally self-destructed, was brought back to life. Came so. back, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but apparently you can see some blast marks from his motivator when it blew in episode four. So I didn't go back and look close mm. enough, but I watch a couple of YouTube guys that are like really into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, they said that you can go back and see yeah. like exactly well, like the markings. When you have the John Favreau, Dave Filoni team, mm-hmm. they get stuff like that right to a T because oh, yeah. Dave Filoni yeah. knows the lore and John Favreau is a fan. Yeah. So yeah. they know that kind of stuff. So R5 Mandalore was 
awesome and like actually like seeing a little bit more like some of the natives coming in mm-hmm. you can tell like okay these guys the like by the end the, yeah the barbarians the like the yeah, remnant the, of the Mandalorians. Yeah, where like even Bo-Katan said, "Oh, those the, are the the like troll things." Oh, the troll yeah, thing. Okay, yeah, you're yeah, speaking like, about this episode. They yeah. lived in the undergrounds of Mandalore, mm-hmm. so I assume that those are the actual like native <laughs> species. <laughs> those are the native Mandalorians. <laughs> no, 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 not. I guess yeah, I guess Mandalorians in the sense that they live on Mandalore. Uh, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Do you know how we call like Native Americans Native Americans? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Same thing. Same thing, Caleb. <laughs> so that is an iffy, iffy one. But because I'm gonna say like those guys, I don't think have too much more than like a bear. Like the, yeah, it's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, yeah. like in, in reality, like they're they're more animalistic. Yeah. Because I don't think they, they had clothes. They just had clothes. Yeah, right? I mean, even the Tuscan Raiders are a level above. Oh yeah, like Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, because they're. I mean, in the original trilogy, they are like less than human. Seemingly, Tuscan yeah. Raiders, but Mandalorian definitely brought them up to be like, oh no, they're like a a race of human almost. Yeah, yeah they have intelligence. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the native we Mandalorians, like, so the native Mandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like hate that part of it, and then of course, you know, he gets captured by this robot-looking guy. Which there are a couple of theories about this. Okay. Guy. Obviously, the first one is the most popular one, which is General Grievous. Like, um, he is General Grievous? Like, he is General Grievous. Mm. What? Which okay. was, like, a theory of I this. wholeheartedly disagree with that. No, no, 100%. Yeah. I think that he's literally no one. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's literally well, no one. He's an eyeball. How is General Grievous an eyeball? Like, well, what is that the same thing? I what think is he's a General brain. Grievous. Yeah, General Grievous is just a heart and a head. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think. Yeah, well, General yeah. Grievous so to me seems like someone ball. who was yeah. obliterated and like they kept his organ sack alive and gave him yeah. a body. That is one of the most fascinating races in Star Wars is the General Grievous race. There's a whole race of him. Yeah. 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 So are, it's so it's know, not are, that he was destroyed and put back together, but there's other. They're obsessed with like biomechanics like imbuing them okay so that them. actually there's, makes sense that yeah. this thing would be yeah, those part th- of that race like there's wild. potential that it was part of that race mm-hmm. but another theory is pretty deep all right any any uh anyone else have any opinions on this no no okay no go ahead no, deep no, I, no frank nothing let's hear it guys I, did anyone play the force unleashed oh yeah Okay, yeah. go on. What from The Force Unleashed? So there's a Jedi That's Master. Star Killer. So, d- Star Killer. But it's not that it is Star Killer, but he faces off against a Jedi who is part robot, part like animalistic alien who like uses like bio, you know, <clears throat> bio organic material mm-hmm. to fight against him, like, like Star Killer. And there were some theories that this was that Jedi, which of course, again, like hmm. far-fetched, probably not. And so this this Jedi in um, oh, you have it, you have it pulled up. I looked it up. Yeah. So this Jedi was Kazdan Paratus, Para Paratus. Okay. If you are of Spanish Spanish descent, descent. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay, I see um, what you mean. Sort so of. do you recognize this guy? Kind of, yeah. So he was like the yeah. second second or third Jedi that you faced in the storyline of The Force Unleashed. 
because the whole idea is. You but he's are, got like a full body. This thing was just. Well, an you eyeball. kill him in the Force Unleashed. But you kill him in the Force Unleashed. So uh-huh. the idea was that oh, he reconstructed himself to become this robot. And guy. his eye does have that weird like lens mm-hmm. on it. So actually, before I thought General Grievous. I thought this guy. Really? The first That's time that your I saw him, That's crazy. I thought this guy. I and do not remember this. I played the game. I don't remember this guy. I was not alone because I did see some other people like posting about this. Dang, and so I was like, that okay. That is deep. Thank okay, you proud, so much. I'm proud of you, Connor. For That's a good... Confirming my... <laughs> That's a good deep theory. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. Deep thoughts with Connor. Deep thoughts with Connor. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, what's your score for episode Dude, two? Nine out of ten. Nine? Wow. You thought so too? For one yeah, reason. Yeah, let's go. It is the mythosaur. I almost uh, freaking pooped my pants. <laughs> when you fell asleep. But then I rewatched it. Okay, I I rewound five minutes. Yes. And I rewatched it, and I saw the mythosaur, mm. and I almost. Pooped my pants. Same. I was like, "Are you? Uh, are you kidding me? Are they doing this? Is this real?" I know. No. And you know what? No. I thought for sure that they were going to ride the mythosaur. I thought that uh, they, they were still. Bring they it. will. I they think that they to. will. Yeah. I was just like, I wanted them to do it something with it this season. I thought the whole like they had so many beasts and creatures. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. I thought they were going to bring in the mythosaur as the culminating yeah. monster of yeah, the season. Yeah, because we don't know how big it is. Yeah, I want to see a size comparison yeah. to with all the other things, you know? Dude, it must be massive because oh, it's, it's be head huge. itself was bigger than mm-hmm. Bo-Katan. It's like the eyeball was as big as her head. Yeah. It was probably bigger. Yeah. Was, yeah. That's a wild thing. Dang. Nine. Well. Is eight. that your highest score? No. Okay. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess. have a feeling our scores are going to be very similar, Connor. We'll see. I don't think so. What's our average, Caleb? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm wait, averaging what, it up right now. What did Andy give it, actually? I'm curious. Oh, Andy gave this one a 7.5, which right. was his second highest of wow. the season. So our average was a 7.9. Okay. That's, That's pretty, pretty high. That is pretty high. I mean, when you're coming, six was the first it's a one. C plus. Yeah. Or according to like the Chronicles of Critic rating seven is great okay and eight is awesome so it's great borderline awesome okay um all right uh frank start us off with episode three the convert which this is a controversial episode um overall yes it definitely is probably (laughs) one of the most controversial this season um real quick just rating wise I gave this one um, a seven and a half. Nice. Dang, just I as like good it. as the second one? Wow, that's surprising to me. I mean, we we just see great story progression, um, you know, with everything <laughs> that we see throughout the, the stretch of the episode. I mean, we got a lot and a little, right, mm-hmm. in regards to a lot of story in a short bit of time, always, you know, kind of making you anticipate the next episode. But anyways, um, no, just, you know, a solid continuation from um, episode two. That's pretty much it. It was a beefy episode, too. It's 55 minutes, I think. It was a long one. It was like one of the longest episodes. Which it needed to be Mm -hmm. with uh, how much it divulged from the main storyline. But But, but, I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, we, we did have a fluctuation in episode length, but... 
I don't know about you guys, but I always felt like it was like it felt the same regardless if yes. it was, you know, yes. like 38 minutes versus 54. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it felt just great pacing. I mean, I that's, that's the best way to put yeah, it for, 100%. It felt for the fast. story. Yeah. Like, this is the only one that felt a little long. Um, but all the other ones, yeah, it felt like I was like, whoa, that was that was quick. Yep. It's over already. That's quick. No, I, I agree, though, Frank. I thought that this episode was so good. And I, the story that they set along in here, I think, will endure for wow. the remainder of the all of the Dave Filoni, John Favreau, Disney Plus shows. Well, wait your turn. It's Eric's turn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll, I'll start with my title. Um, All right, let's hear it. It's supporting evidence. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm just, you're just reacting yeah, to his. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. Totally oh, you're affirming Frank's thoughts. Frank, Frank. I've noticed a trend. Frank is very like even keeled, and he'll bring up a topic, and he'll talk, and then we'll just like be like, yeah, and then jump on it, and then yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Frank, you're so right. Frank just like mic drops and we like go crazy. You know, I, like, just, I just light the flame. You guys throw the fuel on it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It works. So for my title for episode three is a good sandwich with bad ingredients. Because Ooh. the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes are the best part of the That's season. That's a beautiful description. Besides, that is exactly it. Besides the final two episodes, like at this point, the beginning and the end of episode three were the best parts of the season. Agreed. Um, but then the be- the middle part, I gave it a six. It's my lowest score is a six. Okay. Um, I don't mind it. And honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that we were on Coruscant and I, we learned lore about Coruscant, like we talked about it last time, I was like, "Oh, that's a mountain." Like, <laughs> that's that how this planet works. Right. That was pretty cool. I thought this was just, like I said in the other episode. I thought this was just big LA, like LA of the planet. Like, yeah, I didn't think it was on top of the mountains in the stratosphere. That's crazy. Yeah, um, that definitely bumped it up for me. But like, I do agree. I think the story is fine. Mm. I thought it took way too long. That Agreed. was my only issue. Hundred percent. I like the Coruscant thing. I like that there. But like, I I knew Pershing's. He made an impression on me in the first season, um, and I think he makes an appearance in the second season. I don't really remember too much. He does. But, but then yeah. the what's her face? Um, the the I I don't remember. I don't even. We'll know. just call her the lieutenant. Yeah, She's didn't like, remember her at all. If I didn't watch the before the episode thing where it was like last time. Remember recap, this person who shows up like, for literally three seconds? Yeah, I was like, I don't remember this person at all. Um, no. So, but I thought it was interesting. I thought the the. Uh, I, I liked that they're laying the groundwork for how incompetent. I know they're probably doing this to show how the First Order takes over again. 100%. Yep. They're make, but I like that Coruscant is just filled with dummies. Like, <laughs> the Jedi Council was a bunch of dummies. Now this new Republic <laughs> is a bunch of dummies. They have no idea what's going on. They're not listening to, like, basically the New Republic took a page from the u.s government and took like you know nazis basically and took them but instead of doing what the 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 u.s government did which was like okay they're nazis they suck but they're giving us good ideas they're like put them on a desk job and not don't listen to them and persians is like i have a good idea that can help humanity and they're like Delete it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. And I'm like, okay, got it. Um, cool, whatever. And I'm like, 
I thought that I thought they were going to parallel exactly like that because that's what the Empire is. is the, oh, the Nazis. Yeah, they're called stormtroopers. Like literally, which uh, is like literally the name of mm-hmm. like the yeah. The so like I thought, okay, cool. We're going to see like a Project Paperclip situation where he's gonna, and then like then the whole thing with the I think the part that took the longest for me was the train sequence. That was like entirely too long, mm. and that then then the whole thing. I was just like, is she a good guy? <laughs> Is she a bad guy? I don't understand. What's with the biscuits? Like <laughs> it was very confusing. Um, but it wasn't a bad episode. I, I six is not like bad to me. Um, but it was like of the episodes, it was my least favorite one. And but I still enjoyed it. And like the beginning. Oh man. Incredible. Yeah. Um I don't remember exactly. The beginning was when Bokatan's castle got bombed right or was that the end yes that, yeah, was, that was the beginning. beginning and that was when it like laid the seeds of thinking that was thrawn and i was losing my oh, mind inside yeah um and then how did it end again was with the, her being accepted into the covert exactly that's right that was crazy i was like okay that's when we're starting to do the like because me and my wife were like she hasn't taken her helmet off yet we haven't seen I her know, face right? like since like, she walked and I was like, in the waters and i was like they're gonna like they're gonna welcome her yeah and that was sick that she's was the convert yeah she's the one this episode's exactly. about exactly yeah. it was super cool and it was a really good title honestly that's probably the best title of the, of the season because it's both right it's it's yeah. Pershing's becoming into the new republic and then her becoming in so it's a double sided thing double which is sided cool. um, but yeah six I can I can fluctuate with that I might give it a seven you know but I tried to not give any double scores I tried oh, to tier okay. list it. So yeah. I gave it a six because I I think originally when I was making the list, I gave it a seven. Really? But I was like, I like this episode no, more and, should... I, and I'm only giving like, so I have the lowest score is a six and I have all the way like from there half scores. You should up. definitely keep it as a six. But yeah, let's you hear should, what, You should let's, bump it up. Let's hear what Connor says. Yeah, what's no, your score? Just, I'm going to keep it on my system. I have no matching scores. <laughs> so I don't like every everything is yeah. just sits alone on its own you, tier. You have complete control over your own score. I'm going to I'm going to bump up everything else. Oh, okay. Let's don't hear worry. It, Connor. Don't let's worry. Hear it. Everything okay. else? Oh, Guys, no. this episode don't was Don't give this an eight. Please so don't give good. this an eight. This episode was so good. You know why? Number one, the beginning was incredible. Okay, that starfighter scene. Number one, Bo-Katan like doing some weird like she flips over like she flips over one of her wings, starship drift of her thing, and flips around and shoots the the tie fighter and. That was incredible. And then Mando going top straight guns? up into the air, top the, gunning. He mavericked oh, it. Yes. He sure. mavericked it. That he was some great ace. Lost battle. altitude and then came back and shot down. Oh, man. Incredible. Which, although doesn't make sense because he could go outside of the altitude in that. Yeah. Yeah. But you but, know what? And then it doesn't matter because it was still It still awesome. looked, yeah, freaking yeah, cool. Okay. So and then you know what? It takes a whole different turn, which I felt was closer to Andor. Than it was the Mandalorian, but you know what though? I've seen that comparison. Mm-hmm. If they had a whole season of everything going on with just the Re- Republic, the mm-hmm. New Republic, underneath of everything, I felt like it would have been a great show. Absolutely. If I signed up for that, I'd be down. Yeah, that's not what I signed up. For. Exactly. That's what like caught me off guard. You, it's true. It was definitely a whole different feel, but I felt like it set up a lot, and I feel like where they're at now in the series is they're not just worried about the Mandalorian. They are thinking of the whole overarching mm. series. Mm. No longer are we able to just watch the Mandalorian yeah. and be in the the continuity. They set that precedent in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and I'm sure Andy hates this, but like 
Mandalorian is the most watched Star Wars thing. Like, so like, of course, if they're going to do any kind of spinoffs, they have to introduce it into the Mandalorian first because people are going to watch it. 100% true. So they are setting the groundwork in this episode for how incompetent the new Republic is because you are 100% right. The, the, the whole comparison between the Nazis and the stormtroopers Mm -hmm. was present in the original trilogy, But it is. It was fresh too. <laughs> it is like solidified in this series, and so again, an amazing series on Amazon Prime about like what America did with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit exaggerated, but what America did with um, the Nazis mm-hmm. after World War II is a sh- show called Hunters, mm-hmm. and so it's like short for like Nazi hunters Mm -hmm. and basically it shows and gives like some real world comparisons in a fictionalized story of how America incorporated Nazi scientists into their space programs and their government and all these things. And this shows exactly what they did in new Republic, um, in the new Republic. Yeah. And, but you're right. It was creepy too. Yeah. Like I didn't mention that in my like little segment, but like, it was creepy. It was like the creepy. way they were all sitting there around the table and like all wearing matching outfits to like show like it was like basically like reverse Nazi regime where it's like, okay, you know, all the all the Jewish people have to wear the bands yeah. and it's like you're all like so like later on in the yeah, season you we have see, to wear the like Yeah, we see city, the yeah. lieutenant walk into the office and the guy knows immediately that she's a converted uh, yeah, like M- Imperial You're part of the amnesty program. Exactly. Thank you. I forgot what it was called. But yeah, yeah. I thought All right. that, I thought that whole side was cool. So give me, give me your score, Connor. Give I, me your garbage score. My garbage score. What is this episode three? Yes, I gave it an eight out of ten. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. Oh, you're the worst, dude. It was so good. <laughs> so I felt like this episode flowed <laughs> so well. I did not skip a beat. I did not fall asleep in this episode. <laughs> I did not. How did you not? It's the longest episode. I How did you not fall asleep? <laughs> I love a good political thriller. This is thriller, the one to okay. fall asleep in. I love a good political thriller. Okay. It was. You know what's oh my so goodness. crazy? So I fell behind on The Mandalorian. And like, I was lucky enough to fall behind on episode three. So I got to watch this episode and episode four back to back. That is lucky. I probably would have been so much more mad if I had That's what I get this week? Are you kidding me? No, it was great. (laughs) I watched episode three and I was like, oh, yeah. Because then especially it ended on Mm -hmm. Bo-Katan being accepted. And I was like, I loved all the setup they did with the New Republic Mm -hmm. showing they needed to show in depth how incompetent the New Republic was. They suck. And so, I they mean, they were decommissioning ships. They were not appropriately using their resources, as, as in Dr. Pershing. Mm-hmm. And then the whole... Shock therapy. Shock therapy. Oh, my God. And then her... The mind flare. Yeah. The mind flare. Which, of course, uh, Stranger Things, anybody? D- it's a D&D reference. Right, right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean... Let's give credit to the original. All right, the original. Is Gary Gygax okay? <laughs> Isn't the mind flare uh, a creature? In Rogue One, that Saw Gerrera uses against is, is the that pilot? what it's called? I thought it was mine. Is that what it's it called? It does essentially the it same thing. The same it like thing, scrambles yeah. your brain. Yeah, but it but they out. they like me- mechanized it essentially, made it into a machine. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Maybe you might be right. I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up. Um, I'm trying to picture so, Saw Gerrera saying in his voice like, <laughs> "Mind flare." <laughs> <laughs> what is, yeah, what does he say? You've come he to says, kill me, Borgullet. <laughs> 
Yeah. Bull gullet. That's what he calls it, right? Uh, that's what it's it, the bull gullet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it's called. So you, Connor, and Frank are more aligned on this mm-hmm. eight and seven point five. Eric and I are more aligned in that we felt this episode sucked. I didn't think it sucked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> I never said it sucked. The middle, the middle sucked. Come on, Eric. The middle sucks. Okay. I said I didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> does not mean it All right, sucked. well, I'm going there. Okay. I'm going to say this episode sucked. Uh, and I'm also aligned with Andy in that we both gave it a four. A four? Take that, stupid episode. A four. Yes. Dude, it's called a boar gullet. A boar gullet. But yeah. it does have um, comparison mind. to the mind flame. Hey, can we stop right now and go watch Rogue One? Every time it's mentioned, I just want always. to watch that I'm movie. always ready to go it's watch Rogue so One. so good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I absolutely felt gypped with this episode. I was like, even with the beginning and end, I'll get to that. I'll okay, get to that. Okay, okay. But the middle, I thought was like several times during the whole middle. I was just like, oh, come on, get oh, get over, get it over with. Like I'm done. I don't want to see stupid twitchy Doctor Pershing and his. Timid, like I hate that character. I super hate the lieutenant character. I was like, these guys are cringy to the max. I hate the acting. Like these guys are C level actors. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. It it felt like a total like di- diversion from the actual storyline, which is what I care about. Especially guys on the tails of the episode that just showed us the mythosaur. That's what I wanted to see. More Mythosaur! More Din and Bo! And so I was very I was very upset with the whole Pershing thing. Like Eric said, it could have been a much shorter thing to tell that story. I was not here for it. But the only reason I didn't give it a lower score, like a straight up zero, is because of the beginning and end. Because, dude, those those that air battle in the beginning was the best one of the season. For sure, in my opinion. It's true. It was amazing, that whole air battle. Yeah. And uh, I loved how... I, I think I said this in the midpoint, but like how he... Like Din Djarin used the proton torpedo like capability of the N1 Starfighter to shoot that blaster. Like the same blaster bolt that was used by Anakin Skywalker to destroy the Trade Federation blockade ship... See, that that bullet destroyed an entire space station. He used that same in one starfighter capability to just destroy a little tie interceptor. I thought that was for one a sick Easter egg, but also like a major flex. I'm like, look See, what my ship can do. I can beat you like ten times over. You know. So I thought. Everything to do with that air battle was exquisite. That's and so funny because I thought that was so dumb. Really? I thought I was like, oh, he uses a little torpedo. I was like, oh, that's like a fun Easter egg. You're right, but I'm like, that's what it was meant to do, like to to be for was to <laughs> shoot like starfighters. It wasn't meant to shoot down Trade Federation ships. Like, yeah, Anakin got lucky. He, like, yeah, he like hit the weak point of the. Yeah, it's kind of like the Death Star train chain reaction, but yeah. yeah. But I did find it like one of the things I've loved about Mandalorian as a series is their little callbacks and Easter eggs. Right down to like season one where they walk past a dumpster and they have the same weird 
like spear thing that they use in the trash compactor in New Hope. Mm-hmm. That exact same thing is in a dumpster. And it's like, I mean, I oh think in goodness. one, it, how do you honor such detail? I think it's in Mandalorian it's where they they showcase the little thing that somebody's carrying in one of the original three episodes. That's actually just an ice cream maker. That the Cam like, Tomo, yeah. yeah, that's what they bring in the best car with. Yeah, and it's literally like that. That's a thing that's just somebody's carrying in the background, and it's in, like in Cloud City, someone's running around yep. with it. It's a total side yeah. character. No one knows about it except for the hardcore fans. Exactly. Really, and John Favreau or Dave Filoni, whoever brought that in and yeah. made it part of the show, like. And it's, I it's love not, stuff it's like not that. in your face either. It's yeah. just like, oh, okay, yeah. It's just a reward for those who pay attention. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. So. So yeah, because of that, like I hated the episode overall, but because of those few things in the beginning, I gave it a four. Like a four. that bumped it up from zero to four. Zero. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that zero's is a little bit extreme. <laughs> Come hey, on. And he's with me. He gave it a four too. So I'm not alone. Wow, I'm surprised. I, I would have thought he would have given it like a two. Makes our average six again. So one and two are on the same level, which surprises mm-hmm. me. I thought one would be. You know what? Actually, you know what's not further evidence, Caleb. It's disappointing. Wait, let me All just right. present to you. So our listener scores that I've recorded in our average, mm-hmm. they did not even grace this episode with a score. <laughs> They skipped over. They gave a score to every other episode except this one. They're like, this one's not even worthy. Did somebody to say rate. that? Like that they sp- perfect. Pr- oh, oh, we'll get to it. But okay, okay. they both, like both of the people who responded on Instagram, mm-hmm. plus a couple other people. Okay. Those Instagram responses did not get a score gotcha. for for this third that episode. That is so funny. <laughs> Man, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. A four. Well, speaking of four, episode four. Eric, kick us off with the foundling or whatever your title is. My title was Raptors Have Slow Digestive Systems. (laughs) 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 Because that child was in that raptor for like three days. Hold on. It didn't eat him. It was in the nest, right? No, doesn't he throw him up at one point? No, I I think he just took him. Oh, okay. I thought he ate him. At one I point. mean, he should have eaten him. It was three days. Yeah, or I could something. have sworn he like threw him up at when he got to the nest, but I could be wrong. I don't think but he was all like, "Holy crap that that kid should have been dead." He twice should have over. absolutely been dead yeah. on like the fifth minute yeah. of being taken. Exactly, yeah. it, it was wild. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, here." My other title is "Wow, Raptors Fly Really Slowly." Like, <laughs> Because the fact that that raptor got to the nest at the same time as the Mandalorians with the kid, yeah. Is yeah. wild, but um, <laughs> my score is a seven. I like this episode. Okay, it set up Bo-Katan as a leader again for people who have not seen Clone Wars or anything like that. It showcased that she's a leader and not just of like you know a handful of Mandalorians because we she she's the leader of a lot of Mandalorians when we first meet her, but we don't really see her command all of them or do any kind of strike force stuff. She just kind of I think Mando and her, they meet on like a boat or whatever, or like a port. Yeah. like very simple uh like it's it's a very simple meeting and stuff so actually seeing her like like she's just now into the convert she's just showing up mm-hmm. and this kid got taken um that we find out is Paz Vizla's kid um, Ragnar Vizla yeah and it's like okay cool we gotta um we have to like go get him and this is the plan we're doing this this and this who's coming with me and it just shows how like to the point how good of a leader she is and then i loved the 
the scene around the campfire of like, all right, we got to eat. And then everybody just walks off screen <laughs> to go eat because they had to take their helmets off. Thought that got to so eat fun. alone. And then, and I love the, no, the leader gets to stay with the fire. I'm like, all right, cool. Thank you, John Favreau. That's uh, just the way. Yeah. So they have fun. so many ways. Everything is so the way. Many. <laughs> Staying but with the fire is the way. So I thought I thought it was a cool episode. Um, and I loved the uh, the newfoundlings that they get at the end, the little raptors babies. Which they eat. Yeah. Do they eat them? Yes. Oh, okay. I think it's seen in a later episode. In a later okay. episode, like, we shall prepare a feast. That's and so it's funny. like, oh, there they are, rotisserie style. That's like, so funny. I never caught that. They ate them. That's so funny. I was hoping they were going to ride them. I thought so too. I thought they were going to raise them and conquer them yeah, like I, Mandalorians do. But no, nope, they just ate them. This group's got to eat. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I know, you know. And they're the basically protein. birds like yeah. chicken. Tastes like chicken. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought this episode was pretty good. I think it's like my middle of the road episode. Um, okay. So it's a seven for me. You know, it's passable. It's got some cool stuff. Not super plot heavy. Not a lot of stuff happening. I don't think we leave the convert at all, right? We stay on that planet the whole episode. Yeah, also, yeah. this is when Grogu, uh, basically the kid loses to a toddler, like in a fight, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, which, how is that allowed? Just like, psh, like shoot three bullets in quick succession like that he's just skilled man he's got a trick a quick trigger finger that's all it is yeah, yeah. there was no rules against doing it quickly yeah i guess not he underestimated his yeah. opponent yeah can't do that mm-hmm. what what is it what is yoda's line judge me by my size do not yeah <laughs> do not judge me by my size do you <laughs> well i felt like uh this episode was a little cheesy Cheese is good. Cheese is Star Wars, man. Cheese you know what? You know what Star I think? Wars. I have a theory on the cheese. I think Carl Weathers kind of brings the cheese. Yes, because us. Carl Weathers was in Episode One, and he directed Episode Four. I don't know. Me and Frank and those were are talking the main about cheesy ones. Those are the main cheesy ones. I don't well, think he brings well. the cheese. I mean, certainly he's not the only one, but mm-hmm. I think he plays a factor. I like cheese in Star Wars. I love, I'm not saying anything against Carl Weathers. I love Carl Weathers, but it's just, you know, that man reading came the out evidence, of, I'm like, I think he's at fault for some of this cheese. He came out of retirement for this show. <laughs> and really? I love yeah. that. He I literally love, was a retired actor and was brought back for The Mandalorian. He's That's the best. Awesome. Yeah. I love Carl He's Weathers. incredible. But He's Jax in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Is he really? There's a skin of him in in MKX or MK, MK11 where it's just him from Predator with Jax's arms. <laughs> my See, my main thought of him is the Happy Gilmore golfing coach. Jobs, I forgot that he the, was in that one. The hand that got eaten by an out crocodile or whatever. You know, yeah, in another Frank movie. and I were talking about all the movies. He's in Little Nicky. Little Nicky. Yeah. I haven't. S- oh, no, I've seen that. He's, in he's the, like from hell or whatever. Yeah. he uh, Chubbs is in that. Like straight up Carl Weathers as Chubbs in heaven is in that movie. Really? Yeah. Okay, I think I remember yeah. that now. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing like a yoga class or something like that. That's great. Yeah. Does he have a hand in, uh, yeah. in heaven? Yep. He's been fully restored? Yep. He's like. <laughs> That's <laughs> Sorry, great. That, okay, that just like reminds me of one of my favorite lines from Happy Gilmore. It's like, yeah, Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> like the way that guy lo- delivers that line to Shooter McGavin is so funny. And like, I don't know why, but I'll randomly just think about Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> and it's so funny. Oh, I Please. love those random quotes that just like yeah. stick with oh. you, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. So great. 
I've seen that movie so many times that I've never heard you that You still don't remember that? Life. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know that? Oh, God. I don't know that quote, we'll find man. That. We'll find oh, that. it's beautiful. Um, All right, well, so Eric gave The Foundling a seven. Connor, what do you give it? Guys, okay, again, the, the beginning, just the first, like, Five minutes was just all cheese. So like, cheesy. Watching them fight. The training like, sequence. I like didn't super love. No. I felt like it just looked just not, bad choreography. Not as good as it should have. Yeah, yeah. Like with the bu- the budget that they had for this show, they should have been so much. Should have been so much better. Well, they certainly could have. I mean, the choreography from episode seven with the Paz Vizsla fight scene was amazing was so good so does i mean even within the same season seeing it again it's like it's probably about quantity like they had so many mandalorians yeah like so like so they're called they're called randalorians randalorians yeah because they're random mandalorians (laughs) that are just in the background (laughs) randalorians totally these are like 501st Legion people who are like, no. oh, let me just come in and no, dress not. up. I Absolutely, know, I know. they're not. Because they're, they're level terrible above, sure. armor. Their armor colors are awful. You think their armor is worse than 501st? Absolutely. Really? Because 501st puts wear and tear on them. They're lived True, in. These guys yeah. look like they got dipped in paint, and that's it. I'm exactly. waiting. They're- I am just waiting for, uh, what is her name? Oh, my God, from Rebels. What's her name? Sabine Wren. Sabine, Sabine Wren, Wren to show up and start spray painting some dudes because they have terrible color schemes. <laughs> like, just, hold on, let me fix this. Yeah. <laughs> their, their color schemes I agree. do make it, it much, much worse. Yeah. And that's, that also lends to the cheese. I feel like their yeah. armor looks corny. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I saw a thing that was like uh, Timur, Tamara Morrison or mm-hmm. who plays Boba Fett. Boba Fett and all the clones and stuff. It was like... He was like, this guy played 100,000 people at the same time with a million more on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, What what did you score this week, Connor? All right, guys. I scored it an eight. No, wrong one. Uh, What? (laughs) Cheesy. (laughs) Uh, Seven out of ten. Okay, right in line with Eric. I actually really liked it. I think that, it again, it furthered the plot. They did a lot of stuff to um, show more about the Mandalorian, and they mm-hmm. had that whole speech in this in the episode where kind of like Mando was like, "Oh, we need to." I think that was this episode, right? Or was that another one? No, the Din Djarin speech to rally everyone. Yeah, was that that was no, that's episode? the next one. Oh, okay, never mind. Hold on. Turn no, this was to... this was the Bo Katan showing her leadership skill mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, okay, that's and all. And Paz Vizsla buying into like finally being mm-hmm. on board with Din. Because they rescued his son. And making right. him a dad. They've, they've always, yeah, they've he, always been at odds, Paz and Din. You yeah, know? Yeah. But this was the one that finally, like, okay, I'm on your team. I'm with you. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, I mean, I did love, like, the big raptor. And I liked the fight scene, actually, between the Mandalorians and the raptor. Mm-hmm. And showing Bo-Katan, I, like, I felt like this showed us that Bo-Katan could be a leader mm-hmm. and could lead Mandalorians. And because of that, it gave us more um, story plot point. Also, it was just entertaining. Yeah. Like, just that in itself, it was just an entertaining thing to watch. It mm. felt like a season one episode. Yeah. Where and just something random kind of happened, and you're like, cool. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. And literally, like the scene where like their jetpacks are like running out of fuel and they like land on the rock, and also. then bo ship, the gauntlet, just like like flies past. I'm how like, oh, that's so cool! How long? How bad are those Phoenix kits? Because what's his face later in the show flies all the way to space with one of those I know. Things. I was also uh, Axwolves. Yeah. yeah, that dude. <laughs> Flies to space. That guy basically has a whole ship on his back. And like. the Randalorians couldn't even make it five minutes in a crevice. Oh uh, yeah, now we're running into the fuel problem again. Yeah. Although I did, but, yeah, I did comp- watch something about that. They were like, we don't really know how long yeah. they went. They no, could yeah. have gone hours because it was almost sunset. Well, it's also how much fuel do they really have? Yeah, like there's a yeah. reason they probably don't usually <clears throat> use their Phoenix kits because they don't have a lot of fuel for yeah. them. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny. I was like, man, they ran out fast. I just want to say, Frank has so much patience. He waits for his turn every time. I know. <laughs> I'm just I like know, jumping Frank. in. Like, wait, I have something to say. And Frank's just like quietly waiting for his turn. Like, See, I'll, I'll wait. It's great I'll that wait. I'm last this this time because, you know, I just got a handful of couple counterpoints for things oh, brought he's up. He's just so. holding okay. on to it. I'm, I'm embracing, you know, this position. So let's yeah. go. <laughs> the last position's fun. It is fun. <laughs> Frank's, Frank's mic. We're on the. Frank's mic is getting higher and higher. Yeah. He's waiting to just drop it. He's going <laughs> to drop it all. He's, he's flying with his Phoenix kit. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I love this. This this we are closing our first round of everybody getting a different turn mm-hmm. being the first mm-hmm. one to speak. Um uh you guys haven't even talked about Kellerin Beck yet. Oh, that's the Grogu right. flashback to Order 66. Was a major part of the I episode. Yeah. I think that's a big reason why I gave it a 7. Yeah. I think that's why. Honestly, that was the only reason I liked this episode, was the flashback. What? I thought Kellerin Beck was a boss. And he's not dead. He's not dead? He didn't die. I'm so excited to see him. He escaped. And like, where did he take Grugu? I'm I'm so curious. I hope he shows up in... uh, Season 4? No. Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Well, not Ahsoka. I I honestly hope he shows up... Somewhere else. I hope he shows up in um, Jedi Survivor, honestly. That would be cool. That'd be a very cool. I just spot. thought his like lightsaber techniques and fighting the clones was super. Like it was cool to see a Jedi actually hold their own against the mm-hmm. Order sixty six troopers, where yeah, like every other one we've seen dies in like two seconds. Yeah, like yeah. Jedi like knights are just getting taken down by like oh, six dudes. I know. Like, okay, are you telling me Kiati Mundi is destroyed? Oh my God, by that one was so- a small legion of like not even a legion. shot once. Are you kidding me? Kiati Mundi. Kiati Mundi, yeah. No? What you're saying is not registering my ears. That That's his name. Kiati Mundi. The three brain guy? The, that, the yeah, only the Jedi that's like, allowed to have big sex? Big head. He's yeah. a, what? He's the only Jedi he's, that's he's allowed to have sex. He's the conehead Jedi. And the conehead Jedi. And he's Wait, the hold on. What are you saying, Eric? He's the only <laughs> Jedi that's allowed to have sex. <laughs> what is that? What? Why? Because How? he's the only. There are so few males of his species that he will. his species will go extinct is without that right? him. Yes. Dang. Yeah. Go Kiani Mooney. I don't know. I feel like... Go Master Mooney. He's Wait, the only... Where's where the lore? Where's he's, that lore from? It's an old thing that I've known for a long time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Jedi yeah. Like, Jedi Jedi you have to follow yeah. the rules. Well, yeah. tell that to Anakin. Okay? The loophole yeah. is the cone head <laughs> instead of the... But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's him. That he's like the only one that's allowed to, and it's not even like it's just literally for mating purposes, so his yeah. species doesn't go extinct. You're not allowed to enjoy this, okay? Yeah. <laughs> let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find a source on that because I'm so. That's insane. What? Do you guys think I'm saying it wrong? 
Yeah, I do. Connor does. I, I don't think it's. I don't trust Connor. Connor has terrible pronunciation Kiondi, skills. Kiandi Mooney. Is, there's not an N in there. Look it up. There's Kiondi no N in his name. I will stake my reputation on it. Um, but while I'm on the subject, it's Kiadi Mundi. Oh yeah. Oh, that's no. right, baby. It's K. It's K I A D I, and then Mundi. You know what his um? Do you know what his uh, best quote is? The hmm. quote that sticks out in my mind from the, him. One of his five lines the ever. The Wookiees. Something about the, yes! the Wookiees. He's, he's like, what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? That's like the only thing he says. <laughs> so, like, my son actually has a book with, like, all, like, faces of a bunch of different characters. Mm-hmm. And anytime he, like, wants me to say the noise. Like, all the aliens make different noises, you know? And he's like, we he points at Kiati Moody. I'm like, he didn't have a noise. He just says... What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Like that's his, that's his noise. Well, that's where, like, his noise, huh? Where the the Doc Ondar characters like, but like, you know they they have like actual or the Tuscan Raider, the classic, you know, Kiati Mooney just has that one phrase. Clearly, yeah. Um, but getting back to Episode Four, uh, you guys might be surprised. I gave this one a four point five. 4.5. So less than okay. So on my scale, 5 is okay. And anything under 5 is like, I didn't like it. I did not like this episode overall. I thought the Keller and Beck stuff was cool, but that was a small portion. That was like five minutes of the episode, you know? Where the rest of it was the whole Raptor side quest, which I get the point of it was to like show Bo-Katan's leadership skill and, you know, bring... Din Djarin and Paz Vizsla together finally. Like, I get that it progressed some, like, elements of the story that were important, but overall, just my enjoyment of it, I was like, oh, this feels like such a lame side quest. Like, I I don't know. Like, and I, even that, I see why, like, okay, fighting beasts and, like, conquering beasts is such a big part of the Mandalorian way. Like, mm-hmm. I get why this is in line with everything, but... I just didn't enjoy the episode. So on my personal scale, this got less than okay. So I'm, I'm sticking with 4.5. I have an update on the Kiati Mundi. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. So. What is it? Jedi Master Kiati Mundi was the most famous member of the family. Due to the low Sierran birth rates, he was allowed by the other Jedi to follow the Sierran custom of polyamorous marriage. He had four honor wives and seven daughters. <laughs> so. Wow. He was the only Jedi allowed to have sex. He was getting busy. <laughs> nice. With you know, four, four wives. I feel like four is a surprisingly low number considering the situation. I was like, I was expecting you to say like four D. Well, they have a four, low. Four hundred. Well, or four hundred. Yeah. yeah. Like if he's oh, just four. Okay. But they have species. That's not even one for each day of the week. Come on. Have, At this they, point, you're just giving him a good time. <laughs> <laughs> if they have a low birth rate, though, there's not a lot of options. But yeah. yeah, so there you go. Fun fact. Kiyabi I mean, Moody. yeah, if, if the whole point is like the species is dying out, there aren't 400 yeah. to mate with yeah. in general. So like, there you go. Yeah. Next time you watch the movie, you can be like, that guy wow. has sex. Although, <laughs> that, guy, that guy's having sex. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's, the, seven, that's the face of the man with four wives. Because yeah. he likes his... Uh, <laughs> his whole family's dead, but whatever. But you I know. just saw that, too. I was like, oh, apparently they all died in a comic book. <laughs> Although, oh, no. I did, I did oh, read an article man. about how... The Jedi were forbidden from um, relationships with, but they weren't required to be celibate. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. 
Wow, I didn't know that. You can you can have sex with someone. You're just not allowed to love. No them. attachment. You just, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. can't fall in love. Hey, bro, go ahead. But, <laughs> go ahead and have fun, but no love. Pay for it or not. Yeah. One night stands only, you Jedi. There's a reason, man. The uh, Jedi Council is so stupid. Can we do a whole podcast about how just dumb they are? Like how dumb they are. How yes. many mistakes they made? All of them. All of them. Every single opportunity. They had multiple choices and they chose wrong every, every time. single time. Every uh-huh. time. Absurd. Like, they are the kid that failed and got a zero and would have been better off answering all C as the answer for a multiple choice test. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like pick an answer and, and just, just go with it and you would have scored higher. But you somehow dodged it and got a zero. Like, the Jedi Council is wild. All right, Frank. Let's so hear excited. your counterpoints that you've held on for so long. I'm so, so ready, Frank. Um, you know, you guys talk about the um, the armor of those specific Mandalorians. You know, mm-hmm. the sect. Um, you know, I think that's primarily because comparing them to say Bo Katan, mm-hmm. uh, wolves later yeah. on, right? Um, you know, they were kind of like their own. You know on their own away from everybody else so, yeah they're nomads yeah they didn't they didn't have the luxuries of you know having the best best mm-hmm. gar steel available so you know they scrounged up had yeah. what they had so you know yeah i always thought it was weird that no one has commented on the fact that like in in mandalore or in the mandalorian that like no one's been like din why is your armor so shiny like it's so beautiful yeah like no one has been like like because he stands out and he, there's no paint job, there's no nothing. Like it's cr- it like sure, I, yeah. Well, it chrome. used to be. It was red. It was his it was, original armor was it like was, it was brown. It was like rust color. Yeah. yeah. I'm wearing the shirt. That's why I kind of like leaned back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like you're talking about that. And it's a great point. Like yeah, they probably don't have the best like materials and stuff. And I'm like, why is and, no? And the same, you know, with the the flight of the jetpack. I mean, we talk about resources. What we end up seeing. Um, you know, essentially Bo-Katan's army uh, in later episodes. Um, you know, they've, have, they've got resources. They have an old Imperial destroyer that they've commandeered. You know, they yeah. have... They have <laughs> painted. Yeah. And painted with a sick paint 400 job, gallons <laughs> of paint. <laughs> no, that is dedication. Also, like, how, I know. How did I that loved work? It, guys. Did, they, did they paint upside down? And, and who mapped that? That yeah. was so confusing Dude, that, to me. It has repulsor. Hey, that was the biggest plot hole of have, the whole season. They have droids. Let's be True. honest. They have droids. The dro- okay, the yeah, droids I can see it. a droid taking yeah. care of that. No yeah. problem. Yeah. But um, to circle back around, the overall episode, um, I mean, I think this was the um, key turning point for the character of Bo-Katan. Yeah. Um, that is true. Pretty much her story. Previous to this, she was leading merely off of title and legacy. And at this point, we see that character develop to where she's leading by skill. She's actually taking her ego out of it, whereas before wow. it was like my family's royalty. You know, I once wielded the dark saber. Now she's actually she's she's leading by example versus by title. You know what? That is a really good point because she talks about how like them climbing the mountain, and she's like, oh, I did this as a child, and all of them. And she's like, follow me, <laughs> and they're all like following her climb yeah. this. <laughs> you losers can't climb this. You're a grown yeah, man. Yeah, I, I it, do this it, as a child. It literally shows, like, yeah, how untrained this nomadic group of Mandalorians is. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, we're talking about like an archaic, you know, group from ancient text, right? Type of Mandalorian, 
and that's why like they're scroungy they're dingy whereas you see like um wolf's fleet which becomes you know obviously bows redeemed but they've redeemed they've got you know sweet paint you know like look clean and they have resources and they're all matching yeah Yeah. matchy matchy all blue we were able to see you know wolves take off from ground to you know essentially space he he got some like he got some nitro nitrous in there everything yeah, that was absurd. Like, I was like, "How much Jesus is this guy pulling right now? He's going oh. into space." Yeah, his his vertebrae shifted down by like two inches. That man is three inches shorter now. <laughs> <laughs> but mainly because of the evolution of um, Bo-Katan's character in this episode, it was one of my higher ones. Eight mm. and a half. Nice. Eight and a half. Wow. Dang. Okay, you hold the record for highest score for this particular so episode. You're a big Bo fan. <sighs> She's got a great story. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just to see, like, you know, we we see character development throughout the entire series. But mm-hmm. I think the growth of her and how well they did with just the focus on, on her story but not overwhelming us mm-hmm. with it. Like, it was a, a, a gentle telling. Yeah. And same with her evolution. Like I said, from going from a leader by legacy to mm-hmm. a leader by skill. So you've seen, like, Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff? Yeah. 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 Like if if you've watched Clone Wars and Rebels, you're like you have to be a Bo fan. She's so so good. Also, that brings up a question. So like Clone Wars happens in between Episode two and three, and then Episode three to Rebels is like almost immediate. But then there's like a so when does Clone Wars take place? Like, how far is Clone Wars to the Mandalorian? Because how old is Bo? <laughs> That's my question. Because, like, Luke has been born and grown up, and now we're past that, and Bo is now, like... So... She I has think- to be, like, 16 years old in Clone Wars to make any sense of this. Because it's, like, 30-some years, right? So I think she's at least 20 in okay. the Clone Wars. okay. So, and I think you're right. It's about 30 years that the Empire Because, like, because Luke is 18, right, at the beginning of episode four or 17 or 18, something like that. He's a kid. Yeah. He's really young. But then, like, over the next couple, ep- like, episode five and six, that's, like, what, a five or six, five to ten year time span? I don't even think it's that long. I think no? it's just a couple of years. Okay. I was always under the impression it was a while, but I could be wrong. Because um, Han was frozen in carbonite. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was frozen for that long. Okay. So then Bo, yeah, okay, so she could be 20, and she's probably like 45. In her 40s. Yeah, that time. makes sense. Okay. Because I was always curious, because I was always under the impression that, like, yeah, she was in her 20s, and I was like, it's been like 30 years. I was like, this lady is 50? No way. Like, <laughs> there's no way she's in her 50s, because, like, 50 years old in Star Wars, unless you're Grogu, is, like, ancient. It's, like, it's so old. It's like, like medieval times. Yeah, 50, you which are. is weird, right? Oh, you have yeah. all the tech in the world, but if you're 50 in Star Wars, you look terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. You like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. It's apparently. just the stress. Oh, yeah, Tatooine yeah. will turn you into Alec Guinness, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> very, Real very quick. quickly. Very like, quickly. It's like two five, years. Yeah, it's like five years difference. Like, woof. Oh, my God. What oh, happened? It's, well, double sun? I mean, yeah. I mean, we live in Arizona. The sun ages That's fair. you, okay? That's fair. You know what? 
That's so. a good point. Multiply Arizona <laughs> by two, and yeah. you yeah. got Alec yeah, Guinness. Maybe. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> that would make sense why Alec Guinness or why Ian McGregor turns into Alec Guinness in like ten years. Yeah, yeah. I know. Really, just. Well, you guys may be surprised to f- hear that our average score for episode four is 5.6, the lowest one so far. That's crazy. The reason for that is because... Andy gave it a one. Andy gave it a 3.5, and he's not alone because Jakey Laux also weighed in with a three. Man. Lowest score of the season for Jakey. So, um, yeah, not well loved. I'm kind of with them, 4.5. So It was fun. It was a fun episode. <laughs> That's all it was. It was a See, fun episode. That's how I felt too. I like. I really enjoyed it. My lowest score a, is a six for the whole season. Yeah, my lowest score was a four. Yeah. Um. All right, Connor. Kick us off with the pirate episode five. Right, Not a great title. The pirate. The pirate. Yeah. Like it's kind of. A little like it's obvious. On the, it's obvious and it's not mysterious at all. Yeah, There's no uncreative. double meaning. Like, yeah. The pirate. Oh, I wonder what this one's going to be about. Again, yeah. <laughs> I actually hate Not it. Hondo, apparently. Not, not Hondo. That is <laughs> the biggest, uh, <laughs> biggest gripe. The biggest fault of this whole series is I would have lost my mind. Was not in Why this would episode. they not? The first Why line is not bringing the pirate. in. They brought Cad Bane in. Cad Bane. For, incredible, by the way. He looks so good. <laughs> Like I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but I loved how Cad Bane looked. Really? Connor yeah. thought he looked I li- terrible. I thought, I thought he looked. He terrible. looked about really? as good as you could make him look in live action. Really? Yeah. Well, on, a, on a TV show, how do you show bring budget? a character yeah, like that? Yeah, going from like what we saw in Clone Wars to like an actual physical representation, I think it was. They did spot as good on. as they, they could. They made a pop really? figure yeah, look I like an was, actual thing. Okay. Like. I might because that's what he okay. looks like. Yeah, got, I'm two out of three, so I might have to take another look out of it. No, nah, dude. The but, second he showed up, I was so hyped. Oh was, no, the, the first time you hear his voice. Oh. No, I'm with Connor. I thought it looked awful. I was oh, like, no. oh, oh, oh no. get him away. You haven't seen the shows though. I've I've seen enough. I know who Cad Bane is. Okay. No, you don't really know. You who don't Cad know Bane really is. know. Yeah. You're only on like you're season two of the Clone oh, Wars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're playing <laughs> over here. Hey, I'm right? on your side, Connor. One Leave of, me alone. <laughs> I don't know. I'm changing my side now. These two guys are saying that he looks good. I'm okay. gonna, I'm well, going to reevaluate Even my take opinion. Away, take away the the way he looks in the show. He just looked awful. Period. Really? He no. looked. He's his, a cybernetic. His mouth looked. They, oh, he was yeah, like he's, he's another one that should be up there in age. Yeah, but like, the cybernetics definitely. I mean, but uh, we don't know how old he is in yeah. Clone Wars. That's true. I I thought his prosthetics worked very poorly. Oh, boo! What are you doing, changing sides like no, this? No, no. In the you Clone just want to be against me. In the Clone Wars, he looked great. He does look great in Clone Wars. I felt like great. the live action appearance. The great Mandalorian too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Probably <laughs> not my favorite, but well, you even I said on like the pre-season three ep- like episode that we did, yeah, that like you were not looking forward to any uh, like animation characters making the jump because of what they did to Cad Bane. But they brought in Zeb, which I don't know if that was this episode. Was that this episode or was it no, one I of the other ones later on? Yeah, next. But week. they brought him ah. in. And he Zeb. looked great. But he looks amazing. Zeb looked perfect. Dude, that, was that is... I, yeah. I pulled a picture. That is identical. Well, that's that's both the live action. No, it's not. The one of the, That is not what I he looks know. like in Clone Wars. His, the one on the right? 
No, the one on the right is exactly what he looks like in Clone Wars. No, I just watched an episode of Clone Wars with him in it. He looks nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. How much? He's way skinnier and longer. Well, this guy a, was like a, short and pudgy, and there's a stylistic choice. Yeah. There. See, I felt like he was a little bit pudgier. Yeah. See, the one on the left—that's yeah. what he looks like. I see. I see it as a perfect representation of what he would look like. I don't know. Because if you if you try to do like the elongation of his mm-hmm. nose and like a physical, he'd look like a clown. Because the reason he looks like That's that is because the Clone Wars has a very sharp, blocky style. Yeah, like I get why you can't make you can't recreate so that. In the live only action. complaint I had was his hat wasn't big enough. That's it. <laughs> his hat wasn't big. Enough. His hat was not big enough. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was my main problem with him. But the hat his... couldn't be bigger. Like it would have looked ridiculous. Yeah. Well, oh. All right, I'm gonna reevaluate. Cad Bane. Cad Bane's side rant. Over. However, I was... We got a lot of those. The times. first time I watched Cad Bane, also, he was killed off way too quickly in the book of Boba Fett. He's not dead. You don't think so? Dude, he's cybernetic. He's not dead. I think he's, he's cyber- dead. No, I think he's dead. I don't think so. I think Boba Fett had to kill him. I think Boba Fett killed him. Nah. Because all the backstory... But you, I mean, to your point, no Boba one's Fett Star Wars ever dies. Yeah, what's her I don't face? think Moff Gideon's Fennec dead. Shan- Shad or whatever. Finnick Shand died. Yeah. How many times... I mean, Palpatine. Okay, no, no, no. We're not talking about that. <laughs> How many times Darth, Darth Maul died, though? Come on. Somehow, a cybernetic Palpatine man is very easy to bring back on Tatooine. Yeah, right? like, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay, so I forgot what episode we're on. Episode five? <laughs> episode the five, the pirate. The pirate. The pirate. Okay, guys. I, I, I really like this episode. Okay, number one, I mean, the fight scenes, of course, were okay. Were really good. The, all of the, mm-hmm. the flight scenes, oh, yeah. all of that Top stuff. Notch. We don't have to, yeah, we don't have to talk about that anymore. I Anytime it's in pilots, it's like hate, incredible. I absolutely hate the design of the main pirate. Really? Oh, I love. Really? Him. I thought he was so stupid. What's his name? Someone look up his name. I we gotta know. know. It's like I love new Star Wars races. Basically, like anytime a new, I'm like, what in the world is Gorian that? Shard. Gorian Shard. Gorian Shard. Gorian Shard. The pirate king. The pirate king. Okay, well, we'll all give our takes on right, that, but right. you, you See, continue, like, Connor. Like, I feel like he just looks like a big big bag of seaweed, all right? Like, totally. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. That's like, why I love him. Davey, it's like seaweed Davy Jones. You <laughs> exactly. Know what I mean? yes. like, that was it. Perfect. Like, that's that's a great description. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a really, really great episode. And overall, like, everything that it did, number one, we got Zeb. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's enough. That and is enough. That is enough. Because uh, I actually did also, not catch that, too, the first time yeah, that I watched it. Yeah. It wasn't until after that I watched some commentary that they were like, oh, that's actually, like, that's Zeb. Like, yeah. it was the voice actor for the guy from Rebels. Mm-hmm. It was everything. Because when he first popped up, I was like, oh, that's the same alien. Lazats. But then I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Because if I remember anything from Rebels, like... He's the only one who left his planet. He's the only one who left his planet. While there's another planet, like, they'd still survive, but they're on the outer regions, mm-hmm. or, like, on the unknown regions. And you have to, like, take a special way to get there. Right. Like, you you have to, like, it's a maze in space to get to the planet. It's Ex- very strange. Exactly. So, like, very cool. It doesn't make sense favorite. for, like... I love that kind of Star Wars. The mystical, weird... Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love weird Star Wars, man. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. So episode nine, like you know the the Wayfinder. Yeah, the, that's what I thought of the Wayfinder. The when way- they have to, you know, when they go to Exegol, they mm-hmm. have to take a weird, mysterious maze way mm-hmm. to fly to even access that planet. So the same yeah. thing. Somewhat, kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like 
only certain people like there's not a map it's literally like if i remember correctly it's like people only certain people can like even go there it's almost like you're guided by not the force well, but yeah, so it's it's either like that, that or it's like literally only people that have left there can find oh, their way okay, back yeah um but yeah i love i love weird star wars like so that. anyways i was super excited to see zeb in this in this show because Prior to my thoughts of Cad Bane, he looked amazing. The animation for Zeb was so good. Yeah, and they got Steve Bloom back to voice him, which is same awesome. Same voice actor. Yeah. Same voice Who's actor. Who's also the voice actor of all of the Stormtroopers and Rebels, which is very funny. Really? really? Yeah, it's Steve Bloom. Oh, I knew Who's also that. the voice of Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop and tons and tons of other things. That Yeah, that happens when you play a voice. It's almost like... He's one of the... Yeah, he's like one of the OG like yeah. voice actors. You play one voice actor yeah. character you played a ton of them yeah yeah so i don't know i don't have a ton to say about this episode because it was very like confined mm-hmm. it's basically just the mm-hmm. rebel guy it I just loved, happened on navarro right pretty much there was primarily. a little bit of like the the rebel the base actor. right yeah the base carson teva going carson teva to, to corn who i love by the way i don't know what our opinions are on carson teva i love carson teva He's the pilot. The rebel pilot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He goes to Coruscant. That's right. That's where we have the, the like... You have the baby back yeah. rib guy from The Office? Or I don't, I don't <laughs> the actually know his guy? Yeah. The Chili's guy? The Chili's guy? Yeah. From Char- The Office. Character actor? Yeah, yeah. yeah that character one, actor. I, he, I can only see him as those, like, Adam Sandler I want my baby, roles. Bad, baby, yeah. bad, baby, bad, okay, ribs. I have to, like... I. Uh, you keep talking. I'm going to look up who that guy is. Chili's <laughs> anyway you have that the guy coming in the client and again that's when you really see that that um you see the recurrence of the girl the the, the spy lieutenant. the spy the lieutenant the spy i don't want to call her the spy because she's oh. moff gideon's moff spy Gideon's, in the new republic i guess you could call her that who cranked up the the mind flayer just for like dr pershing fricasseed his brains mm-hmm. yeah he so, done you you see her reoccurring. Tim Meadows, by the way, it's Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, that's yeah. his name. Huh? Tim Meadows. He's, we got we got to give respect. The guy's been dude, in the business a long time. He's, he's like been a comedy. A lot of things. He's like he's a, a comedy, comedy actor. character actor. What a, a lot pleasant of name. He was on very. That is really SNL nice for movie. at least mm-hmm. ten or fifteen years. Yeah, like yep. SNL. He was on for SNL sure. for a long time. He's a long. He's been in the business a long time. This was a re- weird role for him. What a pleasant name, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Well, I I feel like that's what's. I mean, we'll talk about it in the next episode. It's just like. If, if people just call and like, I want to be in Star Wars, they're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. So, um, anyways, you see a little bit more of like the breakdown of the new Republic because Zeb comes in, gives some commentary of like, oh, we haven't heard from them in weeks. I can't get over Zeb, man. Like, come in and then so he cool. goes on this whole mission, goes and like, just happens to know where the Mandalorians are, which, you know, is a problem. It's not a problem. He says why he knows where they are. R five rats R5, him out. Right? Yeah, I know. But... I don't even think R five rats him out. I think he just like knows that R five is probably with him because oh, he's like R five's got his find yeah. my friends on, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I know where he is. Yeah, he's an old Republic droid. Yeah, so, makes sense. I don't uh, think that's that weird. No, I know. Like I get it, but like I have a little bit of a gripe with that just because of how easy it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like story- it definitely was too easy, but storytelling—you got to move things along. So. Yeah, but- I think I think it would have been better if, like, 
if he would have just communicated, like if he had given, because he's interacted with Mando like multiple times yeah, at this point. Yeah. If he had just like a direct line to Mando, exactly, because it's not like Mando's hiding from him. Like exactly. they're on good terms. I think that would have been better. I I agree. Also, like you know, communication. Mm-hmm. They talk. They meet, and then the Mandos come mm-hmm. in and join. And of course, you have Din Djarin's speech, mm-hmm. and then Paz, uh, Paz, Paz Vizsla's yeah. like thing where there's that whole like scene where you're like, oh, is he about to be like mm-hmm. be on his side? Is he about to like yeah, come out that against was a great, him? That was a great. And speech. then he comes out together. The whole Mandalorian's joined together, and they have the whole drop scene and everything. So, the whole fight scene with the Mandalorians was amazing. I gave this a eight out of five. Eight point five. Eight out of five. Eight point five out of ten. Eight point five. Dude, you'll be surprised. Andy also gave this an eight point five. Wow. He loves him some Zeb. I guess so. Yeah, him, him, and that Zeb is worth a lot of points. He does like. Is that what you think it is? Honestly, yeah. He does like no. He probably loved the the Mandalorian fight scenes. Well, I mean that was definitely the the shining moment for me yeah. too. I gave this a seven. Really? Um, yeah, because overall I really liked the the Mandalorian fight scenes. It, it was good to see the Mandalorians be the epic warriors that they claim they are. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, as opposed to the season or episode one Mandos who are just getting owned by a croc. Like <laughs> that was yeah. a massive croc, man. That wasn't just a normal croc. I know, but they have they live there. And, yeah, like. come on. <laughs> but um so that was nice to see them actually do some damage and be competent fighters. And again, the space battles amazing. Uh I I mean a slight gripe was like this pirate king was way too easy to take down in my opinion. Like well, that's what a pirate is. He was taken down by two ships. Two, like, small ships. Or a small and a medium ship. And he has a giant, like, basically Star Destroyer-level ship <clears throat> with multiple fighters. And he's just, like, boom, taken out. No, 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 no I think, problem. I think your opinion is way over-exaggerated. It's not a Star Destroyer-level ship. It's huge! No, no, no. It's it's the same size I mean, as it, the one that the Mandalorians have, mm-mm. like the mid size Star Destroyer. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's a hammerhead, right? Like that's the one. It looks like a hammerhead. It like kind of si- looks sideways like a, hammerhead. It's yeah, like but the old, hammerhead is super small. Yeah, that's it, like a hammerhead Corvette in Rogue yeah. One. Like that's not what he has. He has like a completely different ship, his own thing. You know, I thought it was huge. Am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. I th- I don't think it was that big. There were ships. Cause, cause there were ships that were launching off of his ship. That's a big ship. It is no, big okay. for sure, but it was above you the city. You are wrong. It was above the city, and the city's not that big. <laughs> you all, you want me so badly to just admit when I'm wrong. Just don't admit you? it, Caleb. Okay, I'll I'll say I'm wrong, and that it's not as big as because Star Destroyer. if it was a star destroyer, it would have eclipsed yeah. the city. Yeah, okay, yeah. Connor, I'm wrong. You, you win. You win on that one. <laughs> but I felt. That it was too easily taken down for for what it was up against. Because, I mean... An so, N1 starfighter and a single Mandalorian ship took down this battleship. Because they it's use, a battleship. Because they use strategy. Yeah. They use strategy. They out-strategize, yeah. but he's a pirate king. He should have... He's an idiot. Yeah. He's made of seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. just a bag of How seaweed. How smart could it be? <laughs> He's just got his band clearly, of mercenaries. So, I know. That's, that's the other thing, right? Like, is this was clearly somebody that was backed not by, not by uh, Thrawn, but by Gideon. No, no, not by Gideon. He was a hundred percent is backed by Thrawn. Thrawn. Really? I think Thrawn is a hundred percent backing space pirates to cause disruption in the New Republic and the mm-hmm. current Empire regime okay. to make it all like messed up. Yeah. So. 
I think he's just like, oh yeah, this guy's an idiot. I'm just going to give him money. I'm going to give him resources. He doesn't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know how to use it at all. He has a bunch of idiots for <laughs> his crew, and then that's yeah. it. So that's why he. Hmm. That's why I got taken down by two people. Like, yeah. I think I think Thrawn is the one that's doing all and, of this. And that was just a nitpick, like that he got taken down easily. Overall, I really liked the space battle. I thought it was cool. I I actually do like the Pirate King. Uh, I was I didn't like him at first. I was like, this is way too Pirates of the Caribbean for me. It doesn't belong in Star Wars. But he won me over with the practical effects, like. Him being an actual puppet, at least I believe he is. I don't think he was. I think he was a mix. I, I thought he was a little too shiny to be. I think I don't know. I don't know. And maybe yeah. that's the point. Like they yeah. don't. They did such a good job. You don't even know. You know. Yeah. I just thought he looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other gripe is that I felt Navarro as a town was very oddly depicted. Like. Hmm. It felt like there's like 20 people in the town. Like when they're all running away and when they're like, oh, we've got to leave the town because it's being accosted by pirates. There's yeah. like 20 people. I'm like, that is strange. this is a society and there's 20 people here? This is a planet. <laughs> maybe How? maybe most of them are dead. <laughs> I, maybe. I don't know. But I thought that weird and just like the directing of like the people running mm. away felt super cheesy and like, yeah. no, if you were if you were fearing for your life and getting fired upon by a ship... You wouldn't be running like that. (laughs) You would be, you know, I don't know. So a lot of nitpicks with this episode, but overall I enjoyed it, so I gave it a seven. Seven. Respectable. What do you think? I'm kind of right there with you. I thought this episode was um, very average. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of stuff we had seen, you know, time and time again um, throughout the story. You know, obviously a, a somewhat great space battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was the, this was the one with the asteroids, right? When he like asteroids, when he's like flying, or was that the no? That, s- was, the first that was the first episode. episode? Okay. This is yeah, this, this was just technically above, a like, space battle. This was like, in atmosphere. Up, yeah, but up, he up. took out like ten people, right? There was like his entire fleet was after him, and, and he took out. Yeah, they essentially took, like take turns yeah. fighting the individual ships and then double back. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, yeah. Just wanted to remember. <clears throat> Um, but to Connor's earlier point, um, and to kind of all of yours, um, reflecting back on um, the New Republic's ignorance, mm-hmm. I think we kind of see that obviously with you guys yes. talking about like Tim Meadows' character, um, Colonel Tuttle. Yeah, like what a great name! Where, Holy so crap! He, <laughs> he he literally like you know he, <laughs> he stuck with the all the bureaucracy stuff, but he's like, yeah, I'd love to help you, but I can't. I yeah. just can't. They're not a part yeah. of the Republic. Um, and he almost he almost makes the right decision too. But once again, Carson you know, Tava is an we, inch away from getting him to. We we talked about it. Anytime they're given a decision, they make the wrong one. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we saw that. But I mean, we've that's like I said, we're we're talking about an episode of um, being average. Mm-hmm. So we expect that mm-hmm. there was no real kind of like turn or um, growth, I guess, when it came to like what was going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Trying to see if there was anything else that I wanted to touch on. Best part of the obviously pirate space battle was yeah. Vane saying, um, "Good luck, I'm out, deuces." Yeah. And I'm gonna he, go find Hondo. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> yeah, right. That's I'm basically a, all that character. I'm is going like, after. I'm gonna go serve a real pirate king. I guarantee you, that's the whole reason that guy survived is to bring Hondo in. You Be, think so? Hundred percent. Really? Or he's gonna go to Thrawn. One of the two. I know. I was really surprised they didn't bring him back. I know. He just seems so small time. Like, I just figured, oh, he's dipping out. He's He's absolutely small time, but we're going to remember him. 
because hmm. one he's an alien so he's more memorable than a lieutenant character anyways like but yeah. on top of that it's just going to be a connection of he's either going to be we're going to see him and be like oh it's a pirate and he's going to be with hondo and it's gonna be like great and he might just be a lackey and mando like is like just kind of punks on him kind of thing and he's just a, <laughs> he just becomes a joke character yeah. which he basically <laughs> is already or he's going to go report to thrawn and go get more supplies he totally stuff. is a punk character yeah yeah See, I lean towards more towards the Hondo um, yeah. theory, theory? Than, than going back to Thrawn. Yeah, I don't think he's that smart. I think yeah, he'll yeah. go find Hondo, wherever Hondo's at. Hmm. But yeah, um, going back to the episode, <clears throat> like I said, just thought it was real real average. I mean, it was your, your basic cut and dry, kind of almost um, filler episode. Just action episode? Right. It was much. definitely a filler episode. Well, it was, another, it was another showcase of... You know, like the Mando's unity kind of yeah. thing. So it wasn't well, the like, big takeaway was Bo walking two paths. That was yeah. like the end. You know, well, right. and 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 the Mandalorians getting. I mean, it's very short lived, but they had a home finally. That's yeah, a big thing. they were yeah. coming into the light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Give that episode a seven. A All seven. right, my guy. Okay. All right, Eric. Round not, us out. Yeah, What's not, your score? My score is an 8.5. I really enjoyed this episode. Dang. Wow. Okay. Um, space battles are really cool. I love tactical stuff. I loved the the Mandalorians just tanking shots from uh, because of the best car. I loved like I loved the Pirate King. I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> Anytime those dog people show up, it's just so funny to me. Um, why? I just the way they why. look. Or? Yeah, they're so funny. The fact that they're like, yeah, dog people. Wait, when have they shown up in the past? They've been. They in, were in Boba Fett and the original trilogy. Really? Mando shows up and just like completely butchers all of them with the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I gotta go back. Yeah, the dog people are very funny. They've been in since the original. They're, they're like background aliens. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an eight point five. Um. I don't think it's like the most amazing episode ever, but I just really enjoyed it. I liked the the progress that like the whole the whole crew made together. Um, it showcases like Bo and all her strategy again and all that stuff. And then, uh, but my title, you know, we've talked about all the other stuff, but my title yeah. was Hondo would never. Uh, Hondo would never. He would never bomb a city like that. Are you kidding me? That is so disrespectful. <laughs> He would never do that. He would take the city. Disrespect. He would not at least dis- a blockade. Yeah, he yeah, would not yeah. destroy what is like valuable to him. Yeah, Honda would true. never. Um, but yeah, that that I thought the 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 star fighting like anytime the star fighting comes in, it's like an immediate like huge boost to the the starfighter stuff is so cool. Oh yeah, it's so good. And. Um, was this the episode? No, the next episode is when IG-12 is introduced, right? That's the next episode. Uh, no, not even no. the next one. The one after. That, yeah, that's episode seven, huh? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good episode. Um, it, it, I, I think originally if I would have, if I wasn't doing no matching scores, I would have had it tied with episode two, um, which was my other, was my eight score. I would have mm, had it, those tied. Okay. Well, um, speaking of matching episode two, our average for this one is seven point seven. Nice, which is right in line with seven point nine for. Is that the two. is that the highest uh, second seven, highest second highest so far? Yeah, this is a solid episode. Yeah, I think everybody 
agreed that this was good. I mean, even the people like... So, Jakey Laux had a very bleak view of this. In fact, let me read his listener comment, Ooh. okay, on the, the series overall, what he thought about it. Jakey says, season three was not good. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't like the tonal shift. It was too corny. Like we've been saying, too cheesy. Um, the writing was terrible. <laughs> From individual dialogue to the overall construction of the season's story. Boom. Roasted. I... <laughs> so this was his highest score of all the episode. Was... Six was the highest score for him, and it was for this episode. My friend, I don't know you, but you are deep into the dark side. Holy crap. <laughs> the dark side. Like, you got to you gotta start floating more into the gray Jedi side of things. You know what, He's not alone. I guarantee oh, yeah. you there's a, there's a ton of other people out there who think exactly the same. No, I, I, of course there is. But to say, like, do I think this was the worst, the worst season? Probably. Because the other two are exceptional. But I still think this is better than... Most, I would say this is better than 80% of the Star Wars media in general. That means, like, probably not counting video games because there are some stellar, like, old Star Wars video oh, games. But, yeah. like, to say this is, like, bad writing, but, like, the writing was not <laughs> the issue in this. Like, the dialogue, I think, was fine. The acting, like, was carried by, uh, by Pedro Pascal and Katie Sackhoff. Like, they, like, absolutely. And then the second you have... Uh, what's his face? Um, Juan Juan Carlos Esposito. Like, Uh you got like some stellar acting, some stellar line deliveries, and stuff like that. It is best. It is so. It is so good. Well, this is why I love the Mando fan bros. This is the point of it to get everybody's scores, everyone's personal scores that you have complete say over, and average that out because it represents. Mm -hmm. I feel the fandom as a whole, and like. To Jakey's point, so I averaged out their his score of uh-huh. the entire season by taking all of his episode scores, and he and Andy both gave this season overall by averaging out their scores mm-hmm. a five overall. Mm. So he's in line with Andy, and I assume that represents about you know ten to twenty percent of the viewership. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say ten to twenty percent probably. Just because they represent ten to twenty percent of the people mm-hmm. at this table, yeah, in spirit, you know, <laughs> yeah, we all we all come from. Me and Caleb are about the same age. Connor, I think you're younger than both of us. Yeah, and obviously. then Frank. How what, old are you, Connor? When were you 27? born? Eighty-seven. 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 Okay, so you, yeah, so you're you're a little bit older than both of us. So you, you definitely like. Me and Caleb were talking about this recently. Like we were children when the, se- the the prequel trilogy came out. You were, like, getting into your teen years. So, like, you have a very different perspective on Star Wars and stuff because, like, you prob- we all grew up with the original trilogy, but then as children we saw It's like the, the Barney Stinson... Uh, yes, the line the Ewok, of the Ewoks. The Ewok line. If you watch I feel Hyrule like your mother. Like my her. principle is how you feel about Jar Jar tells me how old you are. I didn't like Jar Jar when I was a kid. Really? Wait, Even yeah. as a seven-year-old, yeah. you didn't like Jar Jar. No, no like that's who Jar Jar was, was for. No. no. Wait, Connor, how old are you? I'm, I'm You're old 26. Enough. I'm old enough. You're turning 27, I'm aren't you? I'm old enough. That's what I am. Oh. <laughs> you youngin. You're youngin. You're youngin. <laughs> I like Jar Jar, okay? I like Jar Jar, I, too. I got no problems with him. Like, I've grown to be, like, fine, but I, like, was never like, 
Yeah, yeah Jar Jar when he was on screen. You know what I mean? I love how much was, people hate him though. It was more I think or it's less funny. like I didn't like him, but I didn't hate him. Yeah, he was just an acknowledged character. Yeah, he existed. And yeah, like seeing you know Phantom Menace in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me at that point. How old were you when you saw it in the theater? 87. You would have been like 13. Yeah, around there. Yeah. Okay, so you probably... You had opinions. You were too cool to think Jar Jar was entertaining at that point. I don't know, though. But no, you would... No. That's... Yeah. It's it's the opposite. At 13? Like, so, I don't... I obviously grew up with Star Wars, you know, albeit Mm -hmm. the the originals. But then, you know, in my early childhood when they're like, oh, they're going to make, you know, three more. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> you know, this they're continuing a series from, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And being yeah. a fan of it, even at that age, I was like, well, shit, let's see. Let's see it. I'm hyped. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't yeah. care. And that essentially, for me at that age, carried it. You know, mm. I was just glad I got something new. Yeah. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I heard my yeah. parents talk about seeing Star Wars in the theater in 77. Yeah. yeah. Right. And they were like, it was nothing we had ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. To be able as a child to like relive that through my era, you know, my generation, yeah. I was like, to be honest, it could have been, you know, God awful, which at some points it was. Yeah. But it was still Star Wars. It was new. It was a new story. And for, for me, and I would say probably a good portion of my generation it was just it was fun yeah absolutely yeah, what a beautiful perspective and you know what i still think that <laughs> beautiful all of them are still just fun even even seven eight nine i still just at a bit like just at a baseline the sequel trilogy has like some of the best star wars stuff enjoy them, yeah. of all time in like, bits and pieces, it's yeah. beautiful. In the um, theater, it was amazing. Yes, one the, the theater. Was in it. retrospect, <laughs> the Holdo maneuver, the Holdo maneuver in theaters that took the absurd. air out of the room. Yeah, absurd. The silence that Deafening. just yeah, yeah, it's crazy, it was incredible. Like yeah, that it definitely has some of the best moments. So but that yeah. was like the sequel trilogy for me was part of that because because I I remember so like. I remember episode two, like we, my parents and I, like it was my dad, my brother, and myself. My brother's like 12 years older than I am. We're like coming out of another movie and they were like, hey, episode two, Attack of the Clones is on in the next theater. We're going to just walk into the theater and just like watch a little bit mm-hmm. of it. Oh. And I remember walking into the theater and wow, like, you movie walk, hopped. And watch it. We didn't even like movie hop. We you just, just like got a little preview, little got a little taste. Got a little taste. Wait, you know? So, you were seeing a different movie. So we saw a different movie. Okay. We finished that movie, and they were like, hey, episode two mm-hmm. is on next at the next theater okay. like next door to the one we just walked out of. Let's just walk in there. And see Had you it. seen episode one? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I it. thought this was... I was like, what? the first one you saw was Attack of the Clones. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, wait. What movie were you watching instead of Attack of the Clones? I don't know. Okay, this is my, my parents, though. So my dad was like... He saw Star Wars mm. as a 20-something-year-old in theaters. For, he saw episode four, five, and six like in theaters. Yeah. Absolutely. He's like the purest. He will never watch ever again episodes one, two, and three, and never again. He's a, he's a strictly a trilogy, original trilogy fan. Strictly original trilogy. And so he watched those in original trilogy, and it was like, no, I'm never. I'm good. I never want to watch those. So 
growing up, it was very hard for me to watch the the prequel trilogy because he wasn't into it. Because he wasn't into it, I had to convince him to take me to the movie theaters as a kid. That's so funny. As like a, I was almost the opposite. I remember like I got a small allowance for like mowing the lawn. And when I was seven years old, my dad was like, you want to use your allowance to go see this movie? I was like, heck no. I don't want to see Attack of the Clones in theaters. I want This $7 is sacred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to use this for something else. He had, to, he had to like convince me to go see that with him. Oh, really? I don't even remember if I went and saw it. But um, I just remember like him convincing me to go see it mm. at that time. I didn't really get into Star Wars yeah. until I watched the original trilogy after seeing attack of the clones my dad yeah i have a very similar story with my dad i i was like i wasn't super into movies growing up um i got super into movies because of my dad my dad refused to go to the movie theaters because he would pay for a better sound system at home really nice the three movies i ever went to with my dad were the the prequel trilogy Every time those came out, we would go to the movies and see those. I never went to another movie with my dad in theaters. Really? It was only at home. So, like, because he was, like, 12 when the first Star Wars came out, which is, like, I can't, I, I can't even imagine. Like, that's, like, a 12-year-old going to see Iron Man, right? Like, can you imagine being 12 years old and seeing Iron Man in 2008? Oh, it's the coolest like, thing in the world. Oh, my I, I God. I imagine that. It'd be mind-blowing. Were you 12? what you did? I don't know how old I was, but... God, I was about to have a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what time Iron Man is. This turning into, this turning like a group therapy session. What is your experience with Star Wars and your father? Tell yeah, me about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell me about your relationship with your father and Star Wars. Good. Let's talk about those dad movies. Yeah. Side note, so Connor's story about originally watching a different movie and then walking into uh, episode two i checked to see what movies were out during the time mm-hmm, frame mm-hmm. of that so a couple oh, actually a couple what of was it? let's find a couple out. of notable movies here mm-hmm. spider-man oh oh that's worthy yeah that okay. is worthy that is definitely gonna draw a kid now i think i don't i don't think your family was in this one albeit a very funny movie the new guy oh yeah we That's did not great, that was not the movie we saw movie. okay that was a good seth green movie a good a good action flick the scorpion king good lord Ooh. that's a bad movie <laughs> that's a, oh yeah that's a bad, bad that's movie. just a pure popcorn yeah it had to have been spider-man it had to have been i don't Spider-Man. think so guys. i don't think it was well, my well, big fat greek wedding Actually, you know what? It might have been. That's like ba- that, no, like, no. My see, my mom would have been involved in there, and it was just my brother, my dad, and myself. Ice Age. Oh, that was it. That, that was, was the one. It. Because I, I mean, just speaking from my experience, like 2001, I was ten. Uh, two thousand. Let me double check. Two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand two ish. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. I was like nine or ten when Spider Man came out, and I was not allowed to see it. The Lord of the Rings Fellowship the, of the Ring. There is no way. Oh, wow. Was we grew up at a great time. We really did. <laughs> Got Star Wars. How and blessed Lord are we, film wise? I wasn't allowed to see the Lord of the Rings movies until I was older, but still, <laughs> what a great time period for people to go see those movies. Unless there was a slim chance you went to the 20th anniversary of ET, the extraterrestrial. Yeah, that was not it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was Ice Age. It was probably Ice Age. Ice Age. Knowing you, okay. Here's the thing. Was your dad a big Ray Morano fan? <laughs> Everybody, Everybody loves, loves Ray. Man. Everybody loves Ray. Man. How can you not be? It was May of 2022. I'm going to figure out what movie it was. Yeah. You figure it out. You let us know. I, I put my to. money on Ice Age. Where sure. did we leave off? <laughs> well, Connor is supposed to kick us off with Guns for okay. Hire, episode six. 
So how? No, I thought. Like, <clears throat> bro, we are two hours and six minutes into this episode. Let's go. We got another hour for you. This is oh, every no. single both times you have brought me on. I have pushed your episode. It is to eleven o'clock right now, guys. Yeah. We are going to sit at really? midnight. It's fine. It's okay. It's, it's Friday. It's fine. It's Friday. Yeah. Let's wrap this. This Good is why, do this this is why you record on Fridays. Yes. So you can do this, and I don't feel terrible. <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, this was the the episode to do it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We got to get some thoughts out here. Okay, you guys, this is an incredible episode. Okay, Jack Black. Jack freaking Black. Are you kidding me? Nacho Libre. Bowser. Bowser. <laughs> Ned Schneeble. 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 <laughs> okay, this was actually a really like. An underrated episode. I feel like people really hated on this. And when you go back and watch this again, mm-hmm. people will love it. Okay. I I love this episode. Number one, of course, I love Jack Black. And Jablinski. actually... Go ahead. Jablinski. Jablinski? Yeah. That's Jack Black. That's his YouTube channel. Is that his Jablinski? YouTube channel? Okay. Jablinski. I didn't know he had a YouTube channel, but I'm going to check that out. He is active. Because yeah. on social media. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I have a fun fact about Jack Black. Actually, What's I, I went to high school with his nephew. <laughs> really? Yeah. really? I didn't know that for the longest time because his last name was like Lapeer or something like that. And then he just showed me randomly on Facebook. He's like, oh, yeah, this is my uncle. I was like, excuse me? How have I not met this man? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and then actually, I really like Lizzo too, guys. She was a great fit. All right. She, she worked, worked really well mm-hmm. in this episode. She worked really well. And if you did not know Lizzo at all... You would never know that that was someone really famous. I I don't know Lizzo. Like I mean, I know her songs. Obviously, I don't know what she looks like. You don't. I've know never Lizzo? seen Lizzo. No. Dude, Lizzo, Lizzo is a treasure. Is amazing. She's a treasure. She did great in this yes. episode. She's a treasure. Go watch her. Um, my next guest needs no introduction. How, how is she a treasure though? Just because she makes good music? Is she a nice person? Like what? Amazing person. Really? She's, she's a very. She's a force. She is a. She, you, it's right up your alley. She is a force of positivity. Really? Yes. Wow, I did not know this. Yeah, she's a flautist too. <laughs> Which, to the the, la- the layperson, so means she plays flute. Yeah, that's yeah. not random. She is an incredible flautist. Does she ever incorporate this in her songs? She does it while dancing. Really? She rips on the flute. <laughs> She absolutely rips on the flute, dude. Anyway. Well, she was a welcome presence in episode six. I felt like... So, number one, Bra- Bryce Dallas Howard directed this episode. That's right. That's I love right. every episode she Historically directed. good director. Historically great director. And um, you know what? I really liked this side story fit really well in the Mandalorian like theme. So, I mean, if you look back on episode one... Or, sorry, season one and season two... I feel like this would have been an episode in one of those seasons mm-hmm. because it just flowed really well into the whole theme of the main And it was just a little stop. Exactly. They just stopped on a planet, did something fun, and then left. Yes, exactly. Like, it kind of involved in the story, but I also loved the idea of the droids 
everything they did with the I droids. I love super battle droids. And they were terrifying. Dude, and that was hilarious. Yeah, when he's just kicking Din Djarin <laughs> kicking, the, kicking the super battle droids. Yeah. He was like, they were like walking by. And he's like, Dude, you know what? That gave me major iRobot vibes. Yeah. Yes. 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 I knew it. I was like, me too. I was like, I could just see Which? Will Smith pulling his gun out and shooting the droids and watching one of the droids. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done that movie on your show? No, not that That's one. That's a good no. one. That's a good Dude, one. Dude, you know that what else gave me iRobot vibes? The Anzellans. Their little mini workshop. Mm-hmm. They're totally the little worm guys from oh, iRobot. Yeah. I don't remember the worm guys from iRobot. Or, no, not iRobot. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of another Will Smith movie. Um, Men in Black. Oh, oh Men in Black. Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. They do They're have totally the, those yeah. guys. Hey! Yeah! Hey! <laughs> they got the little weird voices and they yeah, everything's smaller. And... <laughs> Oh, man. Um, anyways, so I love the whole mystery investigative thing. Yeah, it was like fun. Them going in there. A lot of stars in this one. Lizzo, Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher um, Lloyd. That was great. Yeah, Shock. amazing. I can't believe he's still doing it. He's still acting. Dude, he's yeah. still killing it. Still killing it. Not mm-hmm. just doing it. Oh, Count Dooku was a genius. The <laughs> again, separate stuff was so I know. So it was so good. And again, really made you think about... Like a major callback to the Clone Wars and everything, how they dived into the Separatists, into the Clone Wars, to mm. kind of humanize them. So, I gave this an 8 out of 10. Dang, okay. Oh, man, Connor, I wish I had your perspective, but I'm afraid I have to err on the side of Andy with this one. You mean err on the side of... Cynicism, cynical, the dark side. But I will say, okay, going into it, I was gonna give this a five, all right. But Connor, I think you you've convinced me. Wow, is this the first change? This is a change. change. I will give this a six. Nice. On your behalf, Connor, you convinced me to raise it up for your reasons. Because on a purely entertainment level, wasn't this just a super mm-hmm. entertaining? Episode? There were aspects of it that I found very entertaining. Yes. Um, the whole my... episode is the aspect. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say Lizzo and Jack Black I thought worked really well. Jack Black fits in literally everything. He could do yeah. anything. He can literally yeah. do anything. I was blown. I was actually kind of upset. One of you, either you or Andy, spoiled it for me. I didn't watch the episode until that night mm-hmm. it came out, and you guys said something about Lizzo and Jack Black, and I was like, "Did I dream that?" Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like a dream. Like what? It you, felt like a commercial. You guys are telling me Lizzo and Jack Black are in the new episode. It was one hundred percent Andy that spoiled that for you? Okay, well, Andy, I'm mad at you because I did not know this. But uh, I mean, but with that being said, I I actually enjoyed them. Uh, in this episode, yeah. I loved Jack Black's weird pronunciation of everything. He's like, "What was?" So it's just Jack Black. Yeah, right? just Jack Black <laughs> he pronounces everything weird. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, but overall, I think it was just too side questy for me. I mean, mm. it fits with Mandalorian. the The whole series mm-hmm. is a series of side quests, yeah. honestly. But I think I just have grown tired of it. Like, every single episode is a side quest. Like, can we please just do the main storyline? This had one of the biggest plot points of the entire I mean, yeah, season. but it's always at the very end. It's like the mm-hmm. last five minutes is the main storyline. And the whole bulk of the episode is just like, oh, finding some droids, doing some random side mm-hmm. quests to please these random people. And and I also, my, one of my main gripes with any new Star Wars is introduction of new aliens, which mm-hmm. I know you said you appreciate. Oh, I love new aliens. And 
I I appreciate that on an 80-20% mm-hmm. level. 80% should be same stuff that I know and have seen. 20% is where you bring in the Pirate King, you know? Mm-hmm. But every alien on Plazier 5... Well, okay, not everyone. There were some recognizable mm-hmm. ones. I think the frog people from... Yep. Episode from season two were there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff that I'd never seen before that didn't feel quite Star Wars to me. Because we're weird on a new cro- planet. The croquet thing was stupid, I thought. You oh, got, man. No, you got to see little Grogu help her cheat. I great. did love... Yeah. I loved the, the mama bear Lizzo holding Grogu. Have you seen her? Oh, no, you didn't even know what she looked like. She, <laughs> uh, she recently just performed and had a... Do, do we all know what yazification is? No idea. I do not know. Okay, yazification is just a term that is used to like it's basically like makeup and like basically like beautified kind of thing. And she had a when she performed recently at a concert, she had a yazified uh, uh, Grogu like doll, like she was holding and dancing with and stuff. So she's leaning into it. I I think she's like your age, Connor. Right? She's super young. Is she that? Young. Yeah, she's, she's that young. No, she is. Really? I believe she's very. All right, look young. it up. Someone oh, Google knows, it. like in three seconds. I got so. it. I got it. But um, I did love that. I loved her just holding Grogu. Oh, I'm sorry. She's 35. She's, okay, but yeah, she is still tracks. very young. So she is a. Because that's about <laughs> your age, right? So, yep. And you're a big Star Wars fan. Makes sense. She would be a big Star yeah. Wars fan too. That's a lifelong dream. <laughs> like. She got right. to be in Star Wars. Yeah, exa- I was totally thinking that the whole time. Like, man, she was totally like, I'll do this if I get to hold the puppet. Like, and I want to hold baby Yoda. Okay? And, like, Jack Black, <laughs> one of the, like, biggest nerds in, in Hollywood. Like, yeah, the fact that it's taken him this long to be in Star Wars in something. Like, not like he feels like a perfect fit for, like, a character on Clone Wars. Like, that's what this character felt like. This whole episode felt yeah. like a Clone Wars episode. Um yeah. And that's what was so cool about it. So, like, I, yeah. I, yeah. uh, well, you, what was your score? Well, so I gave it a six. A six. Mainly for the side quest aspect mm-hmm. of it. I thought it was just... Six yet, is not bad. Yet another side quest in, like, I don't know. I guess I wanted to see them go and have the confrontation with mm-hmm. the Mandalorians and that be the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, where it was just the last five minutes. Yeah. And that was a very important five minutes, which is why I gave it, you know, not like a three or four. Yeah. Um, but even with, like, the Darksaber thing, I kind of felt that was a little anticlimactic. Like I thought it was hilarious. I, yeah, he just, like, hands it over. I'm like, okay, you could have done this five episodes ago, you know? He was waiting. And he had to do it on terms that made sense to Bo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, like, I thought yeah. it was funny, and it was the smartest thing Din Djarin has ever done. <laughs> Literally. 100%. Yeah. Because he doesn't want it. No, no. It he makes sense. He's to give it away. It makes yeah. sense That's that true. he, he would do it, it but in season two. to me, it didn't make sense that he would give it away then. He should have given directly to her no, when she saved he, him. He needed to do it in front of the people that... Because, like, the Covenant doesn't really care about the Darksaber. They do, but they don't. Like, it's not like Mando is their leader because he has it. Yeah. But the, like, the... What are are they? The Night Owls? What are they called? What are... The Night Watch? Night Watch? Night Watch. No, no, no. The Night Watch. It's the Watch. The Watch. Children of the Watch. If they hope, but yeah. it is the night owls. Yeah, that's 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 Bo-Katan's Yeah, Bo-Katan's they're the ones that need to see the the dark saber be passed over. They're the ones that care about it. Yeah. So it, it was a per, it was it was the most opportune time. Okay, that's fair. I'll yeah. give you that. 
Um, Andy, this was his lowest score of the entire season. I knew season. it. Oh, I think Two. I texted you or I talked to you. The Two day, is what he gave it, guys. The day the day after I watched this episode, I think I was I think I I saw you because it's Wednesday and we meet on Thursdays. Yes. So I saw you. I was like, I bet Andy <laughs> loved that episode last night. Like I bet the second Lizzo showed up, he was like, click off. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, How do you have Andy so pegged? You met him once. Pegged, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's I'm, hilarious. I mean, it's literally, like Caleb knows, it's literally a part of my job to read people like super fast. So yeah. <laughs> it's literally a skill set. It's calling you out, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Frank. What is your score? Um, overall, I thought this episode, um, much like Connor, um, it was a fun episode. Um, you know, obviously, multiple cameos. Yeah. Um, however, one thing I noticed is with. Um, kind of this group is so there's obviously corniness throughout the series mm-hmm. right we saw Grogu uh-huh. and his battle like it has to be the right amount of corniness mm-hmm. in the episode for it to work yeah um, like to be honest this this episode was corny as hell mm-hmm. like 100% <laughs> Jack, Jack Black was there in, in, like. in, in multiple ways like to see Din try to fist fight a repurposed super battle droid yeah. <laughs> like fist fight yeah. like like uh, kind of metal, kind of dumb, very corny. The but, droid bar, but yeah, that's yeah. Droid bar. Yeah. I'm telling you, corny. But I actually love that. Scene like too. I think because it was so inundated with it, and it was the actual theme of the mm. episode. Um, outside of like we talked about, like the last five or ten minutes where mm. they wrap it up, and then you know that's that's the the story driven point right at the end. Like, hey, this is where we're at now. Like she obviously um, regains control of the dark saber. But um, and any episode with with her character progression, I think, has been fantastic. Um, this episode's an eight. Yeah, an eight. I love Same it. as Connor. Okay, I love it, Frank. That's what I'm here for. So, this is going to be very confusing because I loved this episode too. But I'm just going to give it the title and the score, and then I'll talk about like one or two things. But the title I gave it to was Due to a Loophole, This is Yours. P.S. I never wanted it anyways, which is about the Darksaber because it was a complete loophole because he didn't get beat. He got like ambushed and stuff like that. But he's like, I don't want this. Here you go. Um, yeah. Due to my own ranking system, I have this as a 6.5. I like this episode a lot, but like my highest score is a 9.5. And I have a half score down until 6. And I liked, I liked every episode of the season. Like I'm, I don't hate any of the episodes. So a six point five, in reality, would probably be like a seven point five if I was mad. There would be a lot of seven point well, I mean, fives. That's great according yeah. to our ranking scale. If, if I matched scores, which I was limiting myself to not do, I would probably have like four seven point fives to eights. Yeah. Right. But. So I did like this episode. I love Jack Black. I loved Lizzo. I loved uh, Doc Brown showing up unexpectedly yeah. and ranting about the Separatists, which is hilarious. Like, it is so funny that 30-plus yeah. years later, there are people, like, <laughs> freaking out about, Count Dooku was in his prime. I'm like, bro, that guy was 75 years old. I know, old. he was like an old man. <laughs> yeah, he okay. was an old man who had... Uh, in his defense had pretty good ideas <laughs> like Count Dooku was very smart um, I still want a Dooku Qui-Gon Jinn like whole series oh, like 100%. that would be yeah beyond I, I was would like watch what, that. what Tales of the Jedi did yes. for Dooku and Qui-Gon Jinn yeah 
was amazing. I would, I will love any. You want to talk about a thing? Qui Gon. There needs to be more Qui Gon. There needs to be more Qui Gon. But uh, yes, more Qui Gon. All the, the time. thing that we didn't talk about is how terrifying the super battle droids were in this, because we have never seen super battle droids sprint. Those things moved. And that was so scary awesome. to think about because they've always just marched and just yeah. been like tanks, basically. And like that thing ran like a sprinter, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's so scary!" Like literally yeah. to think about. Like why wasn't that? Why weren't they? The clones would have lost if they were actually moving like that in <laughs> attack. Just unlock your sprint capability. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like this episode. It's my second lowest of the season, but that's because I like the whole season. Like, hmm, just that's fair. yeah. You know what? And I have my own ranking system. I don't want to match scores. I wanted to do a tier list, and yeah. this would be in the lower tier episode. But and the, still, the last one, the pirate, was one of your higher ones. Yes, that's the other thing. Is because this is sandwiched in between my third and second favorite episodes. So it's kind of a dip for me. It's yeah. still a good episode, but compared to the, the pirate, no, that's yeah. totally fair. I I really like that. Yeah, I like this. Episode I like a lot. your system. Yeah, I, I agree with it. Um, but yeah, that's all I had to say. We, all, we basically covered everything else. Um, I just wanted to talk about the sprinting battle droid that was absolutely terrifying. Dang. Okay. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? There was one other... Well, while I go through the scores and average episode six, who's starting? Am I starting? The Spies? I think no. We are all messed up. We're all messed up now. Well, so I just you, what you told me to start twice, and so now <laughs> it doesn't matter. We've all set our scores. Yeah. Let's go into the spies. I'll start with this one. Um, episode seven, my favorite episode of the season wow. by far. Wow. This episode was so good. It was very good. I mean, we have Moff Gideon's return in a major way. And Skinny Pete. Skinny Pete from uh, Breaking Bad <laughs> yeah. shows up as one With of the hair. remnant Mandalorians. Dude, I had no idea. I know, I didn't either. I, that was Skinny Pete. I didn't know it either was until great. after. It was, that was great. And, War, and uh, Warlock from uh, Top Gun Maverick is the, the black guy that's uh, in the Mandalorians. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was trying to place him. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. I don't know the other guy, but that, that did was... Did you have to look that up, or did you just... No, that? that guy I knew for sure. Skinny wow, Pete I didn't know. Look Eric's got the gift. He's got the, I, the placement uh, gift. Yeah, I, I take pride in that. I, yeah, I, I love... It is. It's a thing of pride. Yeah. I take pride in that, too. Yeah, I love... I'm actually ashamed that I didn't place him yeah. in Top Gun. But yeah. My <laughs> wife was like, I know that guy. And I was like, oh, it's Warlock. <laughs> yeah, every time, Haven, my wife, is like, yeah, who is that? I'm like, don't tell me. Don't I, Let me figure it out. Yeah. My brain knows this. Yeah. It's in there somewhere. Just give yeah. me a chance to yeah. place it. Um, but I just thought, like, Moff Gideon was so heavily discounted at the end of season two mm -hmm. that to see him come back in a very, like, B.A. Mm -hmm. way was very satisfying to oh, me. Yeah. Like, okay, he's back, and he's back for real. Like, this is good. And we get a second mention of Grand Admiral Thrawn. That is true. Yes. The yes. First, the Does she the, the Shadow League the or the series. Shadow Council? Council? Yeah. But that the was super yeah. cool The first mention of him by the actual Empire Remnants, which is yes. crazy. Oh, that I loved that. I loved the um, Hux's mm -hmm. character, like... 
casted. He is the younger brother of the guy who plays General really? Hooks. And he's playing his dad, yep. technically? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then even um, Admiral or Colonel or whatever, Pelion, mm-hmm. who's like Thrawn's right-hand man, the Watson, like yeah. you said, to um, Thrawn's Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that was so cool. Every line Giancarlo Esposito oh. delivers is just on point. Yeah. I mean, they better be paying this guy buku bucks because he <laughs> delivers. Yeah. He plays, he plays one character and he's so good at it. He's in like it's one like, and a half episodes and he's probably paid more than any other person. Like, yeah. But he, he <laughs> know what's his role in uh, The Boys. Oh, yeah. He, as, no, as, he literally, he was on, of Vought, at one point he was on Better Call Saul Mandalorian and The Boys all at the same time, basically. Cousin, like, he's pretty much the, too? the yeah. top three shows. He was basically I, he playing was the, same, one character. the like, same character <laughs> in all of them. I mean, Gus Fring, too. That's what I know him as. Well, that's what he was on Better Call Saul. He yeah. was Gus yeah, Fring. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, but those character. were all concurrent. And it was all, and then at also the around that time. same time, he was the main villain in Far Cry 6, the video game. Yeah. Like, so literally, like, he was just everywhere. He's a hot commodity. Yeah. Yeah. For one character. Um,. But I just, I thought there was some, finally, some main quest story going on. Like, everything was centered around Bo and Mm -hmm. Din and the main conflict between Moff Gideon and the Mandalorians. And it was just like, everything came together and was, every second was important Mm -hmm. to the story. None of it was side quest. Yeah. Which, to me, was the height of the season. Because they were on Mandalore within like the first ten minutes. Right? Oh yeah, they sent yeah. the recon group. Yep. They went down. They got ambushed by the dark troopers mm-hmm. or the stormtroopers with alloy, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. But oh man, and then the ending of that episode. Mm-hmm. That tragic um, man. That made Dude. me feel on a deep level more than any other episode in the series overall. It was the coolest death in Star Wars. Oh like, my There, like, because most other deaths are like very abrupt. Yeah. Like they're not like Game of Thrones style like fighting to your death. They're this like This was Game of like, Thrones style yeah. like you It was brutal. You it was, cared that yeah, he died. Yeah, it was it was the the warrior's death. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was he was carried out on a shield. He yeah. sacrificed himself for the oh, yeah. for the rest of the man. And you true. see it I saw it so coming sad. from like minute 5 of the episode. Yeah. I'm like are they going to kill Paz Vizsla? right now yeah. like really you specifically I, called out Paz Vizsla early on in the episode I remember telling Haven like I hope they don't kill John Favreau like <laughs> please don't kill Paz Vizsla and like I kept saying mm-hmm. it at multiple points in the episode like oh no and like when his gun started to backfire I'm like oh, yeah. he's, dead. he's yeah. dead it started to overheat it got like all red I was like yes oh. and then that was that was sick that was the death flag right there but after after his gun overheats yeah. he just like takes so out he's like, all these guys yeah. with it like everything he's got and he wins yeah. he pushes those last two over the edge I thought he was gonna like jump off the edge yeah, and die too. with them but no he pushed them off like is, yeah, he's gonna survive. And then, and then, and then those guys, the, the Praetorian the, 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 guard, round the, the corner, and my heart just sinks. Because, like, yeah, that was what was crazy. Because they mentioned the Praetorian guards, and I was like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't like because it it it's been a while since we've seen them, and I was like, I forget what those are. I know they're a big deal. And then the second they showed up, I was like, "Oh my god, these are the things that Kylo and Ray, and Ray and had Ray, had yeah. to like team up to kill." 
And yeah. there was like se- there Jedi. was like there was like seven or eight of them in that scene. Uh-huh. And Paz fights three of three them on his own as a dude after <laughs> after being like taking on a yeah. whole legion of dark troopers yeah. and and being wounded and yeah. tired and oh my goodness I just when they rounded the corner I was yeah oh man like that was I'm almost like uh, getting sad just oh, talking yeah. about it but well, like, that's why they had to make I remember dad. at the end of the episode when he dies the slow painful tragic yeah. death that I so badly did not want to see I remember sitting you know when they roll the credits mm-hmm. and like I'm I'm sitting there I'm quiet I'm tearing up mm-hmm. Haven's sitting next to me and she like looks and she's like Are you? she always does this she always calls me out when I'm feeling you know Emotional. in my feelings yeah. you know and she's like, are you crying? Are you okay? I'm like, leave me alone. Just having a moment here. Like, <laughs> I just had to be silent for yeah. like a solid five minutes to like mourn the death of Paz Vizsla. Yeah. So it made me feel, um, and I have nitpicks with this episode, but I still give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Wow. This was my favorite episode of the season. 10 out of far. 10. That is yeah. a huge. 10 out of 10. You can't do better than this episode. Um, okay. What did you think, Frank? I'm pretty much right there with you. Um, the episode was, I think, from start to finish, insane. Um, you know? Yeah. The the only bit that I disliked, and I only disliked it for all of maybe two minutes, was when Grogu gets control of IG-12. That the, We didn't even was, talk about the IG-12 cheesy, thing. So, the whole okay. IG-12 thing is dumb. But... but like like I was saying about the previous episode, like you have to have the right amount of corniness. Yeah. So as soon as he gets in there, I'm like, this is this is cheesy. <laughs> but the first time he started spamming yes yeah. or no, I was already won back over. Yeah. See, Wait, because really? they <laughs> cro- they crossed the threshold of having just the right amount of cheesiness. That's so good. That it it brought it back in. Yeah. Because I'm like, all right, what is he really gonna do in this? Like yeah. what? But then you know, you never even think he's gonna start actually. Verbalizing yeah. and communicating with, with two T-T's little voice. buttons. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. You know. I know. <laughs> Dude, you know what I thought about that? It was a way for them to toddlerize mm-hmm. baby Yoda. He went from an infant to a toddler. Then. Right. Yeah. Because now he's starting to mess with dad Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. Pretty much. Like, like, that's a toddler. <laughs> yeah. And much like any toddler would, you're like, hey, stop pushing that button. What are they going to do? They're going to push it They're seven or eight more it. times. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, we completely got like, yeah, the IG twelve thing was one of my least favorite things. That was and, mine to pick too. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like it. But like, it was it was fine. But I was just like, what is it really gonna do? Me and my wife were just like, how is this better than the pram that he was floating around in that had yeah. like a shield on? Well, the and how is he we, we say that, that up until like, up uh, until he actually saves yeah. Din. Yeah. And that was an actual, like, kind of like, oh, sh-, you know, kind yeah. of moment because you think, like, we're seeing Din, like, getting, getting, did you worked, guys think he was going to die at all? Grogu? Is, no, not Grogu. Grogu yeah, was yeah, never going to die. I thought, I thought Din was going to die. die. You thought Din was going to die? It was yeah. within the realm of possibility. Yeah. yeah. When? At what point did you think it was going to die? Not in this uh, episode, but no, it's it's later yeah, on. Yeah. Well, let's but, talk about it. But next we were episode. we were progressing about how like Grogu and IG twelve like started, and it was corny because he was put mm-hmm. in there, and then I thought it was brought back around when he had the ability yeah. to communicate, albeit yeah. being funny with him spamming yes or no. But um, other than that, like that's the one little, and like I said, it still won me over. The yeah. the fight scenes were insane. 
Um, we get to see yeah. the armor actually, like, dude, actually, start doing, she start doing work. Dang. When she flies <laughs> in, the fact that she flies in with the Phoenix kit. So, we have never seen her wear a jetpack ever. ever. And then she does and in she this. jumps out of the plane. And I was like, I literally go to my, my wife. I was like, Wait, did she just jump out without a jetpack? And then she goes, and I was like, oh, okay, she has. So I was like, but how cool would that have been? But when <laughs> she's like, I'll, I'll find a way. Yeah. yeah. But like, she just Captain America's just, it. Like, just, her, yeah. just the small little tidbits or she of her Thor's fight it. scenes. Like, she was, she was straight up Thor with her hammer. Dude. Like, yeah, she had her smacking. blacksmithing weapons. Yeah. And oh, like, my goodness. Watching her fight with them, though, were insane, especially like. Yeah, 100%. Like, could you see a little bit now and more in the next episode? But I mean, yeah, like, it was just, awesome. just the area. trained her? Like, <clears throat> she's fighting with a hammer, a small hammer, and tongs. And tongs. <laughs> like she's just like a barbecue master, just yeah, going. And she's I'll, grill master. Uh, she was doing more damage with that than Bo was with the dark saber. Yeah, like wild, dang. dude. It but, was incredible watching her fly yeah. out of that. And I'm telling you that that I think was the the kind of growth because, like I was kind of touching on before, like the space battles, mm-hmm. they're all great. Yeah, right. But when we start seeing like aerial jet pack combat. Like that was just mind blowing, and it was done well. Yeah, yeah, it was like, done really. It's well. never yeah. been done before. Before, like the usually one side has a jetpack and the other side right. doesn't. But yeah. this one, like we were following multiple characters throughout different scenes of the battle, and it it looked and yeah, it, it watched great. Yeah, it was phenomenal. This one, much much like you, I'm at nine and a half. Wow, nice. Nine and a half. I like it. Nine point five. All right. Eric. My title is Pour One Out for Clan Vizsla. Pour One Out. And my score is a nine. Man. This nice. was my second favorite. Um, I will, like, there's only one episode left. My yeah. favorite my, my favorite episode was the last episode. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there, like, there's not much else to talk about. Like, this episode was, like, almost flawless. And, like, I can't give, I didn't give anything a 10 because I don't think anything is perfect, right? But, like, this one and the next episode was like, what a way to end a season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that the... Also, if you listen to the last episode I was on, <laughs> I made a prediction about the Beskar alloy that 100% became correct. He called yes, it. Yes, it did. The called next it. episode. <laughs> you did, in fact, call it. I called it about the Dark Troopers because I was like, why are they calling it Beskar Alloy? Why is it not just Beskar? So you thought maybe, hey, there's remnants of the Death Watch or something like that that mm-hmm. are helping. Nope. It was just clones. I thought they were all going to be clones, but they ended up not being clones. Side note, do we think the one that opened his eyes is still alive and there's going to be a Force-sensitive one, uh, Giancarlo Esposito running around? They, yes, they have. Yeah. Yes, they I do. better. Yeah. If they don't do that, yeah. that, I would be disappointed. Yeah, I think so, too. And Which, I have a prediction. Mm-hmm. That I think that, you know, the whole plot of Heir to the Empire yeah. is that... Um, which is Thrawn's yeah. storyline and the major in the story is that there's a dark Jedi. Mm-hmm. One, in fact, is a clone itself. Mm-hmm. So, crazy story would be that Juan Carlos or Moff Gideon's mm-hmm. clone mm-hmm. survives as a Force-sensitive dark Jedi yeah, I th- Imperial. I thought it was so weird that the one opened his eyes mm-hmm. and then never we didn't see anything. And then we're just supposed to assume they all died. And I was like... But that one opened his eyes. I don't think they're yeah. all dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. This was the scene. No, the next the next episode is the... the Because uh, this is the episode where Mando gets captured, right? That's right. Yeah. Which, 
I totally thought that was where we were going to get the unmasking of Pedro Pascal. I know, we didn't get him. Like a Nacho yeah. Libre there moment where no... they, you know, the Satan's cavemen pin him down and yeah. they take off his mask. No. I totally yeah. thought that was what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, we, we didn't get it this but whole season. show his face. Yeah. But I was yeah. very disappointed. Which there's theories about that that um, Pedro Pascal and Disney were... Like drama on set kind fighting. of. Yeah, 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 drama on set. That he was fired from the set and all this stuff. No. I don't know. Well, I did think, okay, just like on that note, mm-hmm. that like this season more than any other one, I felt the disconnect between the voice actor, you know, Pedro, and the person in the suit. Hmm. Like I noticed several times throughout the season mm-hmm. when Din Djarin would say something... And the person in the suit was like very like over the top okay. trying to make it seem mm-hmm. like they said that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was like, ooh, that He is the busiest man it. in Hollywood, so it would make sense if this was like something he couldn't attend very often. Yeah. Which is yeah. fine. Hey, if 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 we just get Pedro Pascal's voice and his face once a season and he's not actually on set most of the time, but we still get to continue the Mandalorian, that's fine. But we didn't. We didn't get his face once yeah. this season. Which is fine. Which is there fine. were so many opportunities. He could have kissed Bo-Katan. No. He could have, yeah. <laughs> or uh, at, the, hey, we'll t- at the end, uh, when he's sitting with Grogu on his little new cabin, he could have taken off his mask. No, he right? can't take it off in front of him. Not even in front of Gro- his own... Apprentice? His no. own apprentice? No. I feel no, like there's, nobody. A, there's yeah. a caveat there. He no. adopted him. No, nope, they have to be 100% alone. The helmet stays alone. on in bed. <laughs> even sleeps with just it. in case someone walks in oh I wasn't talking about sleep uh, <laughs> Frank how do you feel about the possibility of Bo-Katan and Din Djarin hooking up Dinbo 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 it's like Raylo but Dinbo to be honest never really gave it much thought yeah. you don't see it Really? Oh, come on. Bo is a strong, independent woman. She don't need no man. Exactly. But no, you know but, Din, but Din, Din does need a man. <laughs> she needs, he needs Bo. <laughs> no. He's shown that multiple times this season. He no. ain't a strong, independent her song woman. Had not, her song had not yet been sung. Okay. <laughs> He's so romantic with her. They're so romantic together. Come on. No, they're not. I don't see This it. is the way I would have liked to have met no. your father. I would have... <laughs> no. Sounds like a great I man. No, they're both I would have like, asked him for your hand order. in marriage. Yeah. This is the way. Be yeah. my like, queen, no. oh princess. And thank God somebody else is... <laughs> yeah, like, no, not, guys, I was Dinbo all the way. No, no, it's it's not like happening. 50-50. Half the people see it, half the people No, don't. it's not. Ha- it I was, see it. I see where people can see it, but I just it doesn't make sense. Because that was one of my it's, greatest it's disappointments. Yeah. It's because it's like everywhere else, we, right? Yeah. We you need see, some romance in Star Wars, okay? No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we yes, don't. We they do, do it that, terribly. Yeah, that's what you get. There's Kylo been, and Ray. There's been one. You know, there's like, been one. I was here for Raylo too, man. There's been one good love story, and we didn't even actually see it. And it was Satine and Obi Wan and Obi Wan Kenobi. It's true. And that's the only good love story in Star Wars, and we never actually saw it. Man, you'll get there, Caleb. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, this was a nine. I loved it. It was a really good episode. That fight scene with. Paz Vizela is nuts. Um, I did think it was really funny that like all of a sudden they're running through caves and like very obvious empire like hallways start appearing and no one was like, wait, like let's yeah, stop. Like, <laughs> What's going on? Right hallways? Now? Yeah, the little doorways they have. I was like, 
I literally was like watching it with my wife, and I was like, oh no. Oh my goodness. You're like, uh, you guys. You're fighting. You, you know, you recognize Mandalorian yeah. architecture. Yeah. You know, this isn't stuff you yeah. made, right? It's clean. <laughs> like, uh yeah, that was so crazy. And then, Man, like, you have a lot of like insights in episode. I didn't like your thoughts. I did mm-hmm. not recognize that at all. While They're very it. obvious, yeah. like hallways of the Empire. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't seem right. And also, I love the fact that like this is why uh, this this kind of disproves our earlier theory that like um, Thrawn was the one that was in charge of the. Uh, or gave the orders to bomb uh, Boskatan's castle. castle. The reason they got there so fast is because they're literally on Mandalore. Like, that's why. Yeah. Um, I would love it for it to turn out to be like Moff Gideon was like, oh, I actually never did that. And you're like, what? Who did it? And it's Thrawn, obviously. Hmm. But, like, I don't think... I think it's just the fact that's why they got there so fast was because they're right there. Literally, like... Yeah, uh, that's probably... Yeah. It makes the most sense. Yeah. It's not as fun, but it makes the most sense. But, yeah, this was a nine. This was my second favorite episode of the season for sure. Nice. Connor? I What's your rating? A two. I'll <laughs> give this a nine as well. Wow. Nice. Maybe a 9.5, but I'm going to stick with a nine because, you know, the my only complaint, which Frank said too, is kind of the whole Baby Yoda IG-12 thing with the no, no, no. Although I did love him coming in and like taking over that and like Din Djarin being like no 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 no, you're not going to do that and then he's like yeah I'm going to do that Mm -hmm. you're like no you're not yeah I'm going to okay I'm going to be in this thing and then of course the return of the Babu Freak aliens oh yeah they did show up a little bit and he was like I can't remember what he said he was like don't squeeze me baby he was like don't squeeze me baby don't touch me I'm like that was amazing I love those guys so much but best. just incredible episode. There's nothing else. Yeah, we basically covered everything on that episode. Been said yeah, that because it was just straight up. Like it was just. Well, actually, we did miss something. There was the the scene where they're in the cave, right? This was this episode mm-hmm. where they're in the cave with the flowers, or was that the next episode? That's the next episode. Okay, cool. The okay, then with the flowers. Oh yeah, were yeah, that's the next episode. Yeah. That they made. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we did cover everything then. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into the final episode. Frank, will you kick us off with The Return? Um, With this being the final episode of the season, um, I think it did an outstanding job wrapping it up. Um, We got to see Bo's story come to a head. Um, We saw why she did what she did and how she ended up in this situation we Mm -hmm. saw her in prior. The backstory. Yep. Um, And, you know, that kind of leads into, you know, why she was, like I'd mentioned before, she was she was leaning more on her title, her, um, you know, stuff like that with her leadership. And she's since grown. You know, she admitted the fault. She did what she thought was right. Mm -hmm. And I think even being able to admit that fault um, only showed that she was a greater leader. So, like I said, just just seeing her story come to an end. Um, the continuation of the fight scenes, like I touched on before, the jetpack battles. I mean, just, you know, we talked about the choreography earlier mm-hmm. of um, the Covenant training, yeah. right? Like, yeah. how do you go translate from that to the fight scenes we saw here? Yeah. Like, that training versus what they can do don't match. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, um, no, this, I think, 
this much like the previous episode i mean they ended well i know a lot of some people don't like the ending you know like the the nice chill you know but this is especially with season four confirmed this is just albeit another calm before the storm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but like i said it 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 wrapped up the loose ends fairly well we do have some stringers out there you know some theories we've Mm -hmm. talked about prior for the next season but no i think this was another great episode i give it a nine and a half Nine and a half, right Dude, on. What did you think of Bogotan like flying in on their jetpack and she like ignites the lightsaber? Unsheathes like, the dark saber. Yeah. <laughs> it's like flying down and like fighting people mm-hmm. off with the dark saber. And I'm telling you, those jetpack battles, like yeah, I, 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 so I, cool. Like I said, the space battles are great, but we've come to like get used to them, right? Like right. we know repetition. Yeah. But <clears throat> between um, episode seven and eight, the jetpack battles, like they want yeah. me back over. Like yeah. the choreography involved, the because I can't, I can't think of another show or yeah, like new territory. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was just done well. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, you know, like anything that didn't feel like it was an actual jetpack battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so sick. Nice. It was awesome. Nine point five. So on par with the spies. The how do episode. how do we feel about the uh, the dark saber getting quote unquote destroyed? I'm not happy about it. You know what? I feel like it fits. I think so too. It's very, really? it's very because yeah. it's it's throwing away the old ways. It's a exactly. dumb thing. So made. you don't think they're going to bring it back? They're not going to fix it like so, they did with Ray's. So like, I have a, I have a theory about what that's going to be. Um, okay, I think it. at the end of whatever the Mandalorian is, whatever it is, that Kyber crystal that's in there is going to be Grogu's. Really? Yeah. Ooh. He's going to have like a his own. Dark. Mm-hmm. Little baby saber. dark saber. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be. Yeah, baby. I just I, think there's so much lore and weight behind that, that one blade, blade mm-hmm. that to just destroy it kind of mm-hmm. willy-nilly, that just felt sacrilegious. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can I can see the whole, like, it's it's the evolution of it's the new Mandalorians. Mandalore. Yeah, it's new Mandalore. Right? You have well, to, it's one thing if they destroyed it, like, mm-hmm. intentionally. Like, we are new. We don't need this. Like... But it was Moff Gideon kind of like, kind of confusingly thrown because he wanted this thing so yeah. bad just to like crush it. He was having a moment, man. Yeah, like that was he was <laughs> he was going through it during that fight. <laughs> that, that guy was not doing well during yeah, that fight. Yeah, it just it felt weird. That man, yeah. You know, some people didn't pick up on the fact that he had like a power suit. Yeah. Some I thought that was very obvious. It was yeah, making like noise he, as he was yeah, moving. He literally, yeah, some people were when like, he punched the ground and obviously like yeah. the steel floor dented. Yeah, like some people, <laughs> yeah. some people didn't realize that, like that he had a. Power it's an suit. enhanced Whoa. armor. Yeah. When, it was like, like when he hit Din and Din flew like yeah. twelve to twenty feet. Yeah, like, like yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You could hear this. he yeah. he himself obviously does not have the force. That's yeah. why he's creating the clones with the force, so yeah. to speak. And he's How also is he punching someone old man. forty feet across the room, like, like he's like sixty years old. Yeah. So of course he's not going to be able to fight well, Din Djarin and Bo Katan at the same time. I know. When he lost to Din pretty easily in the last episode, what does he? Th- how does he think he's going to defeat him this time yeah. with an enhanced suit? Yeah, you know. Well, and he called himself like the new line of the Dark Troopers. Yeah, right. The evolution, so, which the it, previous yeah. one was. The robot that that Luke there. just absolutely bodied like they're red shirts right. from just Star Trek. Through, like butter, yeah. yeah, just made his way through like nothing. 
Which but, talk about a season finale, dang. Yeah. Yeah, I will say season two. That one season finale was better. Was better. But I still really <laughs> enjoyed this. But anyways, like that progression, if you follow the line of Dark Trooper to yeah. robotic Dark Trooper to then Gideon being in a Dark Trooper suit, mm-hmm. then you can see. Also, why does he think he's Darth Maul? I know With his like horn helmet? Yeah. I have a theory about this. And Let's I, hear it. So... Darth Maul was the only other person to mm-hmm. rule Mandalore. Oh, who was not yeah. a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's just the, that's the theory that like he's like paying homage kind yeah. of thing. Because yeah, I thought it was weird. I was like, why is he wearing like yeah? It was it was basically because like all the Mandalorians when Darth Maul ruled Mandalore had the spikes on their on the Mandalorian helmets, and I was like, why does he have the spikes? Like, he, that's so weird. He's clearly, like... Does he relate to that sex? Yeah, I was like, that's super weird. Is, yeah, is he, like... Yeah. Is he going to go back and have, like, a shrine of Darth Maul? Because Darth Maul is dead at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. the third time over. Which, that was the watch. Yeah. I mean, that was the death watch that was with yeah. Darth Maul. So that would make more sense if, if he did um, relate more to mm-hmm. that sex versus... Yeah, but... To go to my turn, the uh, episode eight title I gave was Mando Gets to Retire. Um, Mando gets to he's retire. not really retiring, of course, but that end shot with the friggin' Looney Tunes fade out was like, felt like this man gets to put his feet up and retire in his lake Literally. house. <laughs> this is great. I'm so happy for him. But I gave this a 9.5. This is my favorite episode of the season. Uh, nice. that, the fight with the fight with Bo-Katan and... Uh, and then Wars is incredible. Better together. What can I say? That no. Better <laughs> was Din slowly with the assistance of R five working his way through oh. the hallway. Yeah. Was yeah. the best incredible. fight choreography in Star Wars. That was like it rivals the insane. the Kylo and Rey Last Jedi like team up fight scene because that's my fa- that might be scene. my favorite like choreography because it's that was it's awesome. absurd like when she when he like drops the saber grabs it turns it on I'm like I've literally thought about that for years <laughs> like why has no one ever used it as like basically a projectile <laughs> yeah, yeah like it's crazy <laughs> but like. That fight scene, him working his way and doing really well, but still being Din Djarin and getting his butt kicked. Like, he got his bell rung a couple times during that. And <laughs> that, that scene where R5 starts getting bumped by all the mouse, mouse droids. And he's, he's yelling at R5 through the comms. He's yeah. like, R5, what are you doing? Yeah. Because he's trying to finish up yeah. this trooper yeah. and, you know, time it to where, you know, he continues. It's, yeah, that it was, was great. It was so good. That was, like, literally probably, like, my favorite scene in the – because I love that. So, so good. I love the visceralness, like, the just, like, hand-to-hand, yes. I'm just going to beat you with what I have. Well – And it was so good. That's how he was in the first exactly. two seasons, you know? Yeah. Oh, very because like man. yeah, my, true. my my wife like turned to me. And she's like, man, I forgot like how brutal Mando was. And I was like, the first episode of this show, he cuts a man in half with the door, like the thing yeah. right yeah. around him, right around a guy, and just kills him. That's we, our f- we didn't really see that in the season up until that point, yeah. right? And like you see, like how you were saying, he's really bad when he's not in his ship. Yeah, he's been bad since season two. Like if he's not long distance sniping somebody or flying a ship, he's like been bad. And, oh, and I, or getting a jump. And yeah. with that hallway, it's like the same 
barrier as, mm-hmm. from like Phantom Menace. That's why I thought he was going to die. Oh. Because I was like, he's going to die and Grogu's going to see him die. To be separated just like yes. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Yes, I thought he was oh, going to die. dang. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's what, like I literally like, it was like a trigger, it was like a PTSD response. Yeah. Of like seeing those red things. And I was like, not going yeah. on again. No. I've seen this yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. But then, yeah, him and Grogu just literally, ha- Grogu literally having fun messing with the Praetorian guards and stuff like that was absolutely nuts. Well, oh. And this was the point where Grogu actually saved yeah. him again with IG-12. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was, it was so cool to see. <laughs> me and my wife were like tearing up when Grogu's like holding back the flames. Like, oh, to, uh, that's just a callback from season one when yeah. he does it. Like, but this time he's doing it like fully and he's not oh, yeah. falling apart. He's not, uh, yeah. And like, it was just so crazy to see like all of his moves, all of his force moves he did, none of them were offensive. Defense. Everything was defense. Fully defense. Everything was defense. He pu- He pushed weapons away he would pull things away from things he would he would not do anything harmful and then of course at the end he's like fully protecting that's the like, jedi way protection yeah. and defense yeah Which it calls back to you know um i think it was john favreau said that there were two there was two years of time between season two and season three mm-hmm. which is what happened that we trained with luke trained with luke yeah and became only defensive he's no longer force choking people mm-hmm. out of yeah you know Who so he force choked. I for, forgot about that. Yeah, I think he force he choked, choked uh, Gina Carrero. Yeah. Gina Carano. Yeah, Carano. yeah. Is that what's her name? Caradune. 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 There. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Because he got mad. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So then he was trained. He Good still plays. With, he still plays with animals like a psychopath, though. It's literally the final scene. A little frog. It's literally the final scene of the season. Like, he's like spinning the frog. Like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> he wasn't eating the frog, you know. Oh, you know he did the he's second. Going to yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Black goes to black. Okay. Here oh. we go. And he's yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I loved I loved that. I loved that Mando got the land. I loved like him having a spot. And I just love the mystery that everything is led up. Like now it's like, okay, is Bo gonna get her own show? And we're gonna focus in on that. The because like basically at the end, yeah, the Bo show. <laughs> basically at the end, like it sh- it's shows that like Bo and them are staying on Mandalore. He now has an apprentice who eventually will become a Mandalorian. And a new gig. And a new gig. And like, yeah. Uh, Carson Taba back again coming in clutch best person in the Republic <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally the only competent person that we yeah and and then like uh, he's just like he, he gets to actually live his life for a little bit and then we have no idea what's gonna happen next which is awesome like yeah. no well, idea it's I, it totally makes sense why you like that wrap-up because mm-hmm. it feels like a video game yeah ending. like oh you you beat the big boss mm-hmm. you achieve the metal mm-hmm. you get to go you know have your your cabin in the woods mm-hmm. and like oh end game yep. you win it was great you know? until like, the expansion you the video comes game out the dlc yeah. the dlc yeah no i loved it <laughs> I, I, ahsoka the one thing i didn't yeah. like was like uh was moff gideon's like weird scream <laughs> when he died mm-hmm. i thought that was very strange he was just like ah! there's all kinds of weird screams like, in star wars it wasn't the scream itself it was the fact that he did scream like yeah i was like you're in a full suit of armor you're gonna get vaporized instantly by the flames why are you screaming there is no <laughs> point where you're gonna be in pain you're just gone you're dead like <laughs> that's it so you think that version of him is dead absolutely a clone yeah. yeah i think the clone will be alive yeah 
All right, you guys. I have a very uh, torturous relationship with this episode. Torturous? Yeah. So the first time I watched <laughs> this episode was Wednesday night, like release day. Mm-hmm. All right. So <clears throat> I was like basically begging Gigi, like, please, come on. Let's just watch this. She's like, no, I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> I was like, okay. No. So I waited her for her to go to bed. So I stayed up till like 10.30, probably 11 o'clock at night. She fell asleep. And I was like, I'm watching this. And so I turned it on. And I didn't realize that I'd, I was like falling in and out of sleep. Of course. Of course. Yeah, we're not surprised by this at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So like this is the third episode you've done signature this. Move. Yeah, yeah. Your so signature move. First watch, I fell in and out of sleep probably for like 15 minutes out of this whole like... 38 minutes. You're this like, is the what is going on? Episode of the season. Dude, I know. How did you fall asleep? We like, didn't. We haven't even talked about Wolf crashing a Star Destroyer <laughs> into know. the planet. Dude, pulling the Anakin move from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Literally crashing a ship into the, you know, Dude, an entire like, battle station. I like that's Clone him. Wars move. Yeah. Fly up. Dave Filoni coming in clutch. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this guy's gonna betray everybody. I like, definitely thought so too. But then like, I don't really know what happened. He kind of like. All of a sudden, the ship was like falling down into the planet. Oh, is this you falling in and out of sleep? Okay. I was like, there was a lot of happen that happened. Wait, 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 hold on. Is this, is he, whose side is he on again? I was like, <laughs> what? Is, this, is he really the good guy? And then all of a sudden, like, like Din was fighting Moff Gideon. And then all of a sudden, like, Bo-Katan was also fighting Moff Gideon. And then all of a sudden, like, Din Djarin was done and everything was won. You and poor thing, dude. <laughs> what, a, what an absolute acid trip you were yeah, on. That, like, and torturous like, is a good word so for that. I saw Caleb the next day, and I was like, man, I don't know how I felt about that season finale. I'm like, it happened way too fast. There was so much going on. And I was like, I don't know. It was okay, I guess. Yeah, we're like playing pickleball, and he's like, we're talking about yeah. Mandalorian. Let's flash forward to Sunday night. All right. So I didn't tell Gigi that I watched it without her. So Sunday night we watch it together, and this episode, you would have waited that long to watch the episode. We had a busy week. That's crazy. It was a busy week. Yeah. So that um, is a long time. Anyways, well, we went to Vegas that week. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was a blur. It was a blur. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, Sunday night comes. We watch the episode again. Mind blown. Okay, this episode was incredible. Yeah. It like. Watching it a second time with like context, context <laughs> was like amazing. I was like, man, I like just have to focus on like a few things and yeah. like see everything else going on. I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> it was like you know, it was like five thirty. I was like, I can do this, guys. <laughs> and I oh. loved this episode. Incredible. Ten out of ten. Wow. Incredible. Okay, highest second, one. Second watch. It just blew me away. Yeah, I loved everything about it. So number one, uh, Grogu's um, force like protection from the fire. Ugh. You said season one episode. I got Rebel vibes. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. from when oh, uh, yeah, yeah. oh my god, yeah. holding back oh, the flames. Dang. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. At like what was it? The fuel yard. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's what I. That's, that's what's what crazy to think about. Because like. What's when Kanan's doing that? It's like a couple tankers, yeah. and he dies doing yeah. that. And Grogu's protecting an entire star destroyer, basically coming down on a planet, and he's like, "Good, he's that's good. wild." 
So it's just how powerful Grogu yeah, really is. Yeah, that like yeah, putting that into perspective is nuts. It's it's pretty crazy, and honestly, um, there was just so much of this episode that like I missed basically the whole Grogu <laughs> scene, and like watching him like be a defender and mm-hmm. and work with the Mandalorian, yeah, and see how them moving forward, them actually being a team yeah. together. He has to have a little. He has to have a little thing. Like no more pram, no more like IG twelve. Because just put, get a little thing, a little satchel, and put Grogu on your back, right? And just go. And then he can just like, boo, yep. boo, like force exactly, like force move the weapons. Yeah, it'd be and, sick, and everything would be great. Or like one of those dad things, you know, you put him on the front of your chest. Yeah. <laughs> just running around with Grogu, it'd be great. Yeah, and then like just the whole idea of them going back to the great minds of Mandalore. Oh, yeah. And even though no one rode the Mythosaur, yes, like one of my deepest, yeah. deepest wishes for this, for this season, it was, it was still incredible to see yeah. them back. The planet is reviving. They're going to be able to, to farm yeah. and build and expand. And the Mythosaur woke up. And that, and, and then, the yeah, the cave too the, the, that I mentioned earlier with like the, they're just natural plants on Mandalore. Yeah. Like again, the Empire lied. Like, yeah, it's livable. It's livable. Oh man. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think you're right though. I think that someone is going to ride the Mythosaur. Mm-hmm. And I just hope it's not too cheesy. <laughs> It's definitely gonna be cheesy. It is a person riding a beast. Again, like Frank said, it's got to be the right amount of cheese. cheese. It has to be. Yeah. Yes. Super important. Yeah, Caleb. Well, okay. This was my second highest. Okay. But I'm not. I'm not with you guys. I'm not at nine point five. I'm not at ten. I had to give this one an eight. Which is still good, okay? In in our your, score, that's your, awesome. Your second highest is an eight. Eight, yes. Wow. Well, okay. I'm, this wasn't my favorite season. I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed by this season okay. overall. And I think my main gripe with this episode was it felt too anticlimactic. That was the word for it hmm. for me. Where like, I thought there was going to be more conflict. But no, the episode starts with... Dinjarn breaking free mm-hmm. in the first like 30 seconds. There was only two guys on him. Yeah. I, I thought there was going to be like, that was going to be a point of conflict. Like, oh, Bo Katan's going to have to save him again. Or or maybe he's going to be captured. That's what you wanted. Yeah. That's what you wanted. Yeah, I was envisioning her <laughs> saving him and then him giving her a thank you kiss. Like, yeah, of course, that's my, oh, my yeah, view. Back, back to the romance. Yeah. yeah, back to the romance. But no, he's just like breaks free. Hardly an inconvenience, right? <laughs> Same thing with the destroying of the Gideon clones. Mm-hmm. It felt like he pressed a button. That was strangely easy. It was like, why do you even have that yeah. button? You know? <laughs> why is there a self-destruct all clones button when this is like the most valuable thing you have? It means the most thing, you know? like It does feel like there was a good amount of scene cut from that episode. I also like, felt like, like kind of flash forward, like you were saying with Axe Woves, like is there going to be a double cross? Or I know a lot of people were talking about how the armor seems super sketchy. Yeah, there's all a lot the of time. Theories. Is she going to double cross them? Mm-hmm. Nope, not at all. Like she's going to be Thor and <laughs> be awesome. Yeah. on the side of the Mandalorians. So it felt like there was zero conflict. You know, 
that occurred in this episode. Every conflict was introduced mm-hmm. in the the seventh episode. I even thought like, oh, maybe the remnant, those like you know, Skinny Pete and <laughs> the other people, like are those guys double agents? Yeah. Like, I thought there's so many opportunities for like, you know, a layer deep of conflict that was going to happen in this episode, and it felt like nope, they're just going to wrap up everything in a nice little bow which you guys liked Mm -hmm. about it but i didn't like i thought it was wrapped up too nicely Mm -hmm. the mandalorians win they totally defeated every one of their enemies Mm -hmm. in this episode everyone that we know of like sure thrawn is probably going to be the big bad in the next season but or even you know the return of clone moff gideon probably but they defeated everybody and like din jarn just kind of goes back. It's like, oh, let me get a nice cushy gig with the New Republic and this guy I know, and I'll kick my feet up on a cabin, and there's Grogu. I don't know. To me, it just felt a little too nice mm-hmm. and wrapped up. Um, and I guess I was anticipating more conflict. Like, I keep using that word, but, like, that's just what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it really just... I mean, it makes sense in the flow of a story to where, like, okay, you have... The climax is not the end. Mm-hmm. The climax, and then there's the falling action. This was the falling action, but I felt like there was supposed to be even more climax in this last episode, and then falling action, which I didn't get. It was all falling action, you know? So, for that reason, I gave it an 8, which is still, like, second highest episode. I still really liked the mm-hmm. episode. I just felt like there were multiple fronts where I felt... My expectations were not met, mm-hmm. um, and it was a little bit too nice and wrapped up in a cute little bow, and not enough of like, oh, I want to feel the tension, I want to mm-hmm. feel the payoff, you know. So that's why I give it an eight. Yeah, I actually thought that there were going to be nine episodes this season. Me too. I really did not expect that. I don't know why they do eight and not ten. Be, right. Yeah. I, I thought this was going to be a nice Too short. Season. I would have taken another like weird Jack Black Lizzo episode somewhere like <laughs> around an episode like four. You or know? like an elongated season finale. Like yeah. they could have they could have lengthened this out and split it up into two episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I like the wrap up because it means that we literally don't know what's happening next. Like It's true. If, yeah, it's kind of a clean slate for the next season. If they do like some kind of crossover with rebels where like now that he's working for the new republic he works with like zeb for an episode i'm gonna lose my mind so you know what go ahead frank so we touched about it on it a little bit earlier but we talked about how you know the mandalorian is like the best main support character Mm -hmm. right he tells everyone else's story yeah um with how they wrapped up this episode i mean who knows whose story he's mm-hmm. going to be telling in the fourth season i mean you have opportunities with the new republic you have the opportunities for callbacks from Bo. i mm-hmm. mean there's there's so many options and the way that they kind of ended this with no definitive conflict at the mm-hmm. end just like i said leaves the door open for so many other opportunities yeah going and, forward. and we might just get a new season one like where because the new quest right that's been given for for Grogu and him is to go just 
do adventures, right? And train Grogu to be a like full-blooded Mandalorian. So that just might be season four where we take it back to season one where he just gets stuff from Carson Teva and then like maybe the last three episodes there's an overarching thing that Carson Teva is like looking into about the remnants of the Empire and that's it. You know, like we have another complete reset. See, here's my projection. So we have next show, you have Ahsoka coming out, mm-hmm. which is very clearly going to when be. When does that come out? This year. Wow. That's exciting. So I think August, September. Wow. So okay. very clearly about the the reappearance of Thrawn and mm-hmm. basically Rebels season five. Ezra. Ezra Ezra is gonna come back. He's gonna come back from the future. Sabine. Yeah. Satine. Yeah. Sabine. I know. That's why I second guessed myself earlier. I was like, what is her name? It's not Satine. It's, I was like, I did make that mistake one time. Yeah. I will never make that again. Okay. Yeah. All right. They are two different people. Yeah. Very different people. So um, I think that what's going to happen is Mandalorian is the fact that he's contracting with the New Republic. Mm-hmm. He His season four is going to be him finding and working against Thrawn. So he's going to start contracting out okay. the New Republic to go investigating all of these different... Because when do we think Ahsoka is going to take place? I think congruent. Yeah. Really? I think it's okay. going to be very similar to okay. the same timeline. So you think Mando's going to show up in Ahsoka? He has to. Hey, yeah, I'm pretty sure. He has to. He's like contractually obligated to show up in every show they like <laughs> that yeah. he is alive during. He's he kind of pulls it all together. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. almost like Iron Man. Like he, well, Iron yeah. Man launched the MCU. Mandalorian launched this new mm-hmm. Star Wars connected universe. Hundred percent. It's almost like a Rosario Dawson in the Netflix Marvel TV shows. Yeah, yeah, she's the, Luke Cage. Yeah, she, she's the only one that's in every single one leading up to, up to the Defenders. Do you know her character's name? Her superhero name. She has a superhero name. I didn't know she became a superhero. Her, well, she's not like it's not a super, but her alter ego is called the Night Nurse. Oh. The Night Nurse. Yeah. She's also in Men in Black. Yeah. I, That's what I know her from. I hate her. Really? I her character her. in the. In okay. That, that the truth of it is that I hate her character in in those mm-hmm. TV shows. It's been a very long time since I've seen those, so I, I can't be a judge. But I like Rosario Dawson. So. Like, you want to talk about a really funny like side note when they cast Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka I thought they casted Alexander Daddario because they have very similar sounding names to me and I was so confused I was like She's very pretty, but she's not that good of an actress. Yeah, you're like, that doesn't match. I was like, that's interesting. And then when I was Rosario Dawson, I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. That makes way more sense She was a much better actress and like a much better overall But yeah, I think we have crossed over the three-hour Mark, okay. let's Dang. give well, give, that, give the wrap up scores. We've talked about this enough. We All don't. Right. Yeah. You guys want to hear the final scores? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. So, episode one, the apostate, six. This is the overall scores. The overall. Okay. Yeah. Episode two, the minds of Mandalore, seven point nine, which is tied for second place. Okay. Okay. With the return, the mm. last episode. Episode three, the convert, also six. Episode four, the foundling, five point six, which is the lowest score of the season. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Episode five, the pirate, seven point seven, third place. There's an asterisk next to episode three though, because none of the viewers, none of your listeners, gave a score. 
That's right. So, so I feel like it would actually be, be the lowest. Yeah. 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 Asterix. That's a good point. <laughs> the forgotten episode. Yeah. Um, guns for hire. 5.7. Not really well received. Yeah. Uh, episode seven. Very well received. Most well received. 8.5. Yeah. Top episode of the season. The penultimate episode. Yeah. Just I feel like that's justified. I think that's kind of been the trend. It's all past Vizsla, man. Yeah, he really carried, carried that. That's fair. Carried um, the whole team on his back. Yeah. And then the final episode tied with Minds of Mandalore, the return, eighth episode, seven point nine. Seven point nine feels so low for that episode. <laughs> well, uh, Jakey Laps gave it five. Andy gave it three point five. Wow. Um, that's nuts yeah <laughs> that <laughs> we did have one final listener comment mm-hmm. from another eric oh, okay eric dot how does he spell his on name on instagram with a k uh, that's wrong that's right <laughs> we have to differentiate you somehow yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah he said um he wasn't sure about his favorite episode of the season but oh man some of the best spaceship battle scenes i've ever seen in star yep. wars like we were all saying 100 percent not a single complaint. And then while he said, while I liked Mando's first ship, the Razor Crest, uh, my eyes are glued to the show when they show that in one Starfighter. Yeah. Like, um, he loves it. I, I personally, I'm really sad they blew up the Razor Crest. He's going to get another one. Ship. I hope they bring yeah. it back. That he's going to awesome. get like a crew or something, and he's going to need a... But he had very high scores. Uh, okay. Nine, eight... Six, ten, nine, like All a lot right. of high scores All from right. Eric Nelly. So, or Eric Nelson is his name. But yeah. um, overall, the season earned a score of 7.1. That's fair. So first season, 7.4. Mm-hmm. Second season, 7.6. And then a little, it dipped a little in They're all about three, the same. But they're all about the same. Yeah. So. All consistent. Yeah, pretty consistent. Overall, great show. Well, uh, any closing thoughts? Frank, let's hear from you first. Any uh, of the whole season, do you have any takeaways, any um, final things you want to get off your chest so we can fully process this season together? (laughs) Um, Overall, I think it was a great season. It was fun. Yeah. Um, One thing that I... I kind of enjoy, but I'd like a little variation as we, we touched upon it before, but like um, relying on the last 10 minutes of the episode to kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, that, that actually was either, push the plot forward. Yeah. The yeah. make or break point of the episode overall. Right. Instead of just like pure consistency throughout the entire episode, mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes that works great. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Invincible, mm-hmm. the very first episode. It <sighs> is boring for literally like the first 29 out of 30 minutes. That is so funny you brought that up. minute of yeah. the episode, that's all you're going to remember yeah. from it. But Because him falling asleep in the last like five minutes is what my wife did in the first episode of The Invincible. <laughs> and she's like, I don't want to watch that show. I was like, you have to watch the show. You fell asleep right before everything actually happened. Yes. But see, that's like... And and Mando has done it great. Mm-hmm. Like they they've tied it, they've saved episodes from it. But I'd like to see more um, just consistent uh, consistency throughout just the entire episode. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, 
thank you guys for having me. This was an absolute yeah. blast. Dude, Frank, yeah, thank you so much yeah. for joining us tonight. It yeah, was awesome. I'd love to, love to do it again if you guys yeah. have me. Sweet. I yeah. think you guys want to do a Rebels and like Clone Wars thing, right? Like when you're done with yeah, whatever. The, it's, it's wide open. Yeah. Season two is so loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. Like we're just like talking about what we want to talk mm-hmm. about. Where season one was strictly movies you guys gonna do the and Star rating Wars the Christmas best special? movies of all time. <laughs> You can find it. Yeah. The Star Wars Christmas special? I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. Is it on YouTube? Oh, yeah. I've seen the whole thing. I, I'm not it's sure terri- I want to talk terrible. about it. It's terrible. We just don't talk about it's it at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the part of, uh, part of Star Wars that no one, no one yeah. talks about. Well, thanks again so much, Frank. Um, we really valued your input tonight. Yeah. Um, Eric, Connor, any other closing thoughts? I have nothing else to say. Like, we've said it all. Well, this, is a, this is the longest... Like single recording I've ever done. Of Dang, anything. new record yeah. for the short game long talk, yeah, guys. It, it, for those of you who aren't like yeah. familiar with Eric, yeah. he joined us last time for the Mando Midpoint review. Yes. But uh, he's also a podcaster. Yeah, his own podcast. If you want to go check that out, it's Short Game Long Talk on basically any podcast platform. Um, you can follow us at Short Long Pod on Twitter. Uh, as well, if you want to go get updates there, we don't post oh, that often. Oh, you on Twitter now? Is I've that been new? On, no, I've been on Twitter. Okay, I'm not on anything else. It's just Twitter um, for for short game long talk. But recently did an episode of a game called Journey. Um, it was it's very good. Thank I've you. Listen to the episode. It's thank you. Really good. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, How's the game though? It's incredible. It's one of the best games of all time. Um, definitely go check that out. And then um, we're gonna be doing. We're going to be doing some video game movies coming up soon. So we're going to cop cop a little bit of your guys' vibe Ooh, and do we'll some. We'll collaborate a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Once you guys have seen the Mario movie, let me know. We can do. So am I joining you and Jess for the Mario movie? Yeah, if you want to do that. Let me join. Yeah, you just got to go see it first. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I will say, I Good loved point. the Mario. It was great. It was great. It was Let's great. both go, Connor. Come on. Dude, tell me when and where. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah, we're, we'll probably do those over the summer, kind of like a summer blockbuster thing. Oh, nice. Like do a couple, couple video game podcasts, uh, video game movie podcasts, and talk about that. But yeah, it was very fun to be back. I'm, uh, I'm not sure when we'll be back. I, we talked about like a million different things today. Oh, so like, yeah. if if you are here. <laughs> <laughs> if you're at the end of this podcast, it's probably been like a three-day listen. Three hours in. Yeah, three hours and 20 yeah, minutes. The three of you that are still here. Yeah, for thank real. Thank you. Yeah. For real. This is, yeah, this is a for long. hanging out with us. But yeah, like we talked about doing kaiju movies. Like, yeah. I'm all about those. You definitely brought the long talk tonight, Eric. Dude, this is back-to-back times. I've, I've like pushed your limit, you know? <laughs> like, this is this is definitely... It's a, yeah. lot, a lot of... We love it, though. That's yeah. what we're all about. It's yeah. like getting to... Oh, yeah. I mean, Star- it's it really is... Star Wars I believe <laughs> it's a form of therapy to oh, get yeah. to talk about your favorite shows, mm-hmm. movies, just in-depth, get all of your thoughts out on something. We were supposed to have two more it's people. Important. Yeah. We yeah. were supposed to have two more people on this show. That would have been another three hours. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> we would have we held back a little bit. There is no you know? way... Because with we Andy with Andy's scores, there is no way we would have been able to oh not. Oh my goodness! It's a good thing we did it on Friday. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Oh my god! Yeah, like I feel good. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep in tomorrow, guys. I feel right. I feel good. Like yeah, if this was a Tuesday, like you guys normally. Well, I, I mean, my toddlers are still gonna wake up 
yeah. <laughs> at the same time tomorrow. So my dog, yeah, there's my, no sleeping in for me. My dog but. will wake up at six thirty tomorrow, but that's that's fine. But yeah, thank you guys for having me again. It was very fun. I very much enjoy this. Thanks for yeah, joining. Of course, uh, it really is uh, an enhancement to the, oh, I appreciate to the episode. To yeah, you, you really like. You got some great insights, and I mean, being a podcaster mm-hmm. yourself, you you like know how to approach this kind of thing. So your presence is well appreciated. Yeah. Anytime.